Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Hey! <laughs> oh boy! Uh, shoot, man, listen. We got a lot to troll. Yes, we're going to troll people today. Sorry. Sorry, this is going to be a troll stream. Sorry, not sorry. This is going to be a troll stream. A troll stream. Whoever I'm trolling, you will get over it, such as life. Mm, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh no 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 no! We got we got another victim. We got another uh, YouTube the demonetization victim. We're gonna go over, you know. I don't think people really understand how important this YouTube shit is, and then we're gonna go over the Justice Department uh, filing a lawsuit against Google. Okay, so if you really want YouTube to fail the way you you claim you y'all want it to fail. You better jump on the Justice Department's back and give them all the help they need to take down you Google once and for all over this ad revenue. Because it's based off of ad revenue, suppression of ad revenue, extortion. We will go over it. The Justice Department has a case laid out to sue Google over ads. Just, I mean... The timing couldn't be any better. Everyone's getting knocked off pretty. This is how I look at it. If you still have monetization and you have sketchy, if you have sketchy content, now I'm starting to look at you funny. I'm starting to look at you funny. If you have monetization and you talk sketchy and you got sketchy content, I'm sitting here looking like, how do you still have your monetization? You know what I'm saying? So that's how, that's how I'm looking at folks nowadays. If you still have monetization and you got that sketchy, sketchy content, questionable content now i'm looking at you like you the ops right all right we're gonna talk some hip-hop these old heads these conscious community niggas are pivoting you know they're in denial these motherfuckers making these long-ass videos i never knew polite You know, these conscious community cats talk about, I never knew polite. Hold on, let me, let me text this dude back. I thought, thought your NPC was hilarious. Wanted to bring interview you. Oh, 
on my YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you got, you got a, uh, and I hate to say it, man, but uh, you know, Black Dot over there talking about. I never knew him. I seen him a couple times, and let's listen. You know what? Come on, let's 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 go look. Let's go trolling. Today is a troll show. I will be here for the next two and a half, three hours troll. We're going to troll. We're going to go through all my content that I have tonight. I will not shortchange anybody. I will not shortchange content tonight. Tonight, we're going through everything I got lined up. What is the nigga's name? Um, um, Urban X. Urban X. Urban. Let's go trolling first. And then we'll get to YouTube, the, the monetization, and, and the, the Justice Department. And then we're going to get into uh, uh, our, our thingamajigger. Now let's, let's, now let's get to, uh, now let's get to Black Dot. Uh, once again, the conscious community pivot is real. The conscious community pivot is real. Let's go back. I never knew him. I didn't know him. Listen, New Yorkers. Conscious community, New Yorkers, please hold this L. Y'all all to blame for this. All of y'all. All of y'all. Hold up. Let me bring up the screen share. If you're from New York, I'm sorry. I, and I, I got I got down-ass brothers from New York. But if you're one of them conscious community dudes, all y'all hold this collective L for polite. All of y'all. All of y'all. I called them out years ago. Did you now? Sure you did. Now I'm picking on brother. Uh, I'm, I'm picking on Black Dot. But you've seen the rest of them starting to pivot and make excuses. Sarnetta, they already dragging Sarnetta to hell. Sarnetta is washed. Nobody takes him serious. You know, Garfield, throw him in the trash too. Because at one point, Polite was there, was there Kevin Samuels. Yes? At one point. Brother Polite was the Kevin Samuels of the conscious community. Yes. Yes. He was their Kevin Samuels. You better not speak ill on Brother Polite. The only person that he physically like was going to, you know, came to blow Brother Tazariak. But if you, you know, shout out to him. But the rest of them, don't you speak ill on Brother Polite. Don't, 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 uh, uh, allegations, nah, don't you speak ill on Brother Polite, NYC, hold this L for this weirdo dude that y'all propped up as y'all next messiah, New York, y'all have a history, a bad history of, of having messiahs that have relationships with children, come on, man, let's talk about it, come on, y'all bring introduced to black folk y'all leaders like to mess with children oh but come on let me find this real quick black dot talk about i never knew him did you you didn't okay sure you i'm sure you did okay let me find let me find the part that became the split because on one side of the fence you had all of the metaphysical uh teachers okay wait 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 or whatever he he this he wants to he wants to introduce timelines and shit, you know, before Brother Polite came. Never been no mud on their names to that wait, wait, capacity. Wait, wait. Mm -hmm. You're not I gotta go back. Okay. 
and I want to come back okay. and I want to go through the second half of this so we can lay this out because this is this is deep. Is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and okay. I think, you know, we got to kind of lay it, do we it do? in layers. So let's take a break. We'll be uh, right get some water back and we'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome to our pivot. special pivot. They all starting to pivot. They put out like like uh, uh, open ended like you know these charges would drop. So people think oh charges would drop. Right. right. When they when there was a reason some of those charges would drop, not on the Listen, merit of him not I'm doing so it. Because if that was the case, Malcolm ain't the brightest bulb in the chandelier. I'm trolling right now, but Malcolm ain't the brightest bulb in the chandelier. How is it you? So here we go. Now, for those that don't understand this, this setup, this dynamic, this dynamic is father, father, son dynamic. The daddy is super lyrical, miracle, abajirical. The son is of the world and they come together and whatever. But as, as in the world as Malcolm is, he don't know a lot of shit. He's very, very ignorant and very, very uninformed. You, this is your daddy, boy. Why you not this? Why you not as halfway shot? You know what? Don't take what I say personal. This is a trolling show tonight, but some of this, in the midst of this trolling, there's some facts I'm dropping. I am dropping some facts in this troll show tonight. But come on, let's go. Let's go with the brother polite pivot. Malcolm, if Malcolm is accused of anything sexual with a child, Malcolm's taking that to trial. There you go. And Black Dot is taking that all the way to trial. If, and if my lawyers, if my lawyers are good enough to get forensics away, yes, yes, then yes. my lawyer should be good enough. If I said this is her word against mine that I gave her alcohol and I didn't. Right. That should be getting tossed too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And because your name, I, 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 I'm on these platforms telling you how important your name is. You know what I mean? Your name uh -huh. is all you have here. Right? And I'm not copping out to shit. Did y'all forget why a seer... Now, if I wait, wait, kill somebody... Hold up, hold up. And they... Did y'all forget why a seer left New York to get away from these Negroes? Did y'all forget why a seer, the Duke of Tears, had to leave New York to get away from these Negroes? Remember, Kasanetta had the idea to do, like, a WWE type of, uh, uh, you know, get down with, with the conscious community, fake beefs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? A seer knew to get away from these dudes 10, 15 years ago. You see, they don't never speak up on a seer. They rarely ever mention a seer's name. Rarely ever. But come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. I want this man to see him big. I didn't know him. I didn't know him. Say, look, cop out the manslaughter. Right, or, right. All right, and they got enough evidence to say, nigga, this is open and shut, Billy. Yeah. That's different. Right. I'm never copping out to anything I did not do for the sake of what? No, that's not truth. And for somebody who claims to stand on the principle of truth, okay. stop it. Now we got to okay. talk to conscious community. Okay. Okay, because um, a lot of people... Not hands are dirty about the pedophilia stuff. Some people knew or had inklings that, you know, something could be awry uh -huh. in those areas. I got to credit red uh pill and blue pill. And I know some people don't like red pill and blue pill for whatever. There's never been no mud on their names wait, to wait, that wait. capacity. Mm -hmm. Wasn't red pill beefing with Alexis K. Tyler about 15 years ago? Uh-oh. Wasn't red pill beefing with Alexis K. Tyler... 13 14 years ago right wasn't red pill caught boot bootlegging alexis k tyler 
uh, penis power and vagina power videos. Does anybody remember that beef? Does anybody remember the red pill versus Alexis K. Tyler beef? I'm here for it today. Come on. I'm here for it today. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? They on they Scorpio mm. shit. They hustle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They do their shit. And in 20... One of them years, they what came out mm -hmm. and gave a hell of a five press conference to call polite to the carpet. You know what I mean? To call polite out to the community to say something is not right. We're getting too much uh, because when your reputation precedes you, yeah. if 13 people say the same thing about you, Malcolm, how can I not take that into accountability yeah, right. that perhaps yeah. that's who the fuck you are, right? right? right. Absolutely. So we started hearing all the scam stuff. We started hearing all of this and it reached the point where it needed to be addressed because we look like hypocrites. Mm -hmm. If we keep doing this, we hear what's going on, uh, but right, because right. that's my man's right. in them, yeah. I gotta, wait, you, you wait, look wait. like a hypocrite, uh, see, right? Now, right? See, now, there see, are four phases. I told you about these old Negroes. Now, when when the young, what the fuck am is going on with my shit? What is this? Somebody hacking my, my somebody messing with me right now. Clearly, hold up. I'm gonna get back to it. And Wait. shaking other gay people. So when when young Pharaoh came out and accused Polite of scamming him money for status correction, everybody basically kicked young Pharaoh to the curb. Told young Pharaoh to shut up. You know what you're talking about. Polite's our guy. Why is my shit? Not playing the way it's supposed to. I I deleted cookies and I restarted you laptop. Oh wait, I still have like 45 tabs open. That could be it. Never mind. Where we at? That's when a lot of people really like came to prominence. It seems like real life is kind of is finally catching up. Yes. To the social media persona. No, no diss. I don't want to hear him talk about shit. I don't want to hear. Listen, I don't want to hear Malcolm talk about nothing. Honestly. I would rather listen to your daddy talk, bro, because you, you're not engaging to me. You, you don't, I don't learn anything from you. Um, I know more than you when it comes to this social media and, and pop culture shit. Half this shit you, you talk about, you get wrong. But I want to get to the daddy. I want to find the part where he said, I didn't know him like that. Oh, let me find it. Because, he, yeah, he, he, he goes into two parts explaining Oh, I think this is the first. This could be it. This could be it. The first part before he had to take a break. Nah, ain't no breaks, man. We lumping all y'all in this together because all y'all were complicit. All you NYC conscious cats, y'all all fed this monster. Let me see if I can find him. In right. So his video today, and not only did he say he had high-powered lawyers, let me who, just go back. The, who, who, got, who you are? And if you think being on their platform, we say it all the time up here. If you think being on their platform, you are doing something revolutionary when they can clearly say, you, Mr. Revolutionary, uh, you can't say these. Find it. Just celebrated our own it. demise. Stay with me, y'all. Leave mm. anybody not. We, we, and we covered it. If you watch, if you watch the initial, um, Malcolm, the initial, uh, okay, you need a number. The number is. Okay. We is um, Hartford in the building was good. 
yeah. West Palm Beach, Cincinnati. Again, I have nothing personal. It's your ear. Mm -hmm. but these As we uh, delve go. through some topics. And just when we got off the show on Tuesday, yeah. I was complaining. Come no, on, yeah, so during, Come on, get <laughs> during the All right, Zoom yeah. court session, the court case on Zoom, and then you heard his voice, you heard the judge talk, you heard the victim's mother's talk um, about what happened. And yeah, he pled guilty to two charges. As a result of that, he is was sentenced to seven years in state prison and 10 years on probation. And afterwards, he has to do a state-mandated uh, sex offender class. I don't think he has to register as a sex offender. Okay, we'll uh -huh. talk about that. We'll talk about that. But it was crazy because, like, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, finally something definitive happened. I just want to know how he's going to try to spin this somehow or how his followers are going to try to spin this or how the, this is all a ploy from the white man trying to set him up because he's so dangerous to the, to the structure of yeah. society. You know, they need him on the, you know, and um, I saw a post on his Instagram that he had a club, he was at a club and those, tar those charges dropped. And then today you sent me a video um, that he scheduled, I guess, he pre-recorded, scheduled to come out today, talked about, you know, the victim and, you know, the, my cues that all sexual charges got dropped because I got high-powered lawyers mm -hmm. and high-powered forensic scientists that just knocked everything out. And, you know, I said, you know, I, you know what? I don't, you know, the, the case was so complex that uh -huh. if I would afford it, I went to jail for 30 years. So I just said, let's make a deal. You know, so let's get it out the way. Let's make a deal. So I got to sit down for a little bit. He didn't say how long he had to sit down. So that tells you that this is pre-recorded. And somebody on his team, somebody in his family could be, uh, you know, pulling that kind of strings. And you know what I thought about, too? I thought, like, remember, um, we heard about something happening earlier this year. I want to say, like, June, like May, June. Mm -hmm. And then it got long... Uh, 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 period to September, like to the other day, and I was like, maybe he was spending all that time trying to record videos. He was he put out music videos. Maybe he was trying to do all of this so he yeah, can yeah, kind of yeah, 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 control yeah. as much of the narrative he can. Because I heard that he would him and his team, him and his legal team, were trying to get the, the court proceedings all, taken off of Zoom so nobody could see it. Mm -hmm. But as a result of everybody seeing, everybody hearing, um, everybody has his videos, his pre-recorded videos look wild. You know what I'm saying? They just look even weirder. Like what you you, you said that that was your voice. Like we didn't superimpose and that wasn't yeah. AI. That was you. You get what I'm saying? So, um, very unfortunate. And real quick, we want to talk about the victim here. Um, shout, like, prayers, my, it goes out to that victim because at the end of all of this, mama. there's people we'll talk who... about that later. Let's go. ...want to make a name. They're going to create YouTube channels and, and Boy, make a name off of, you know, talk. the content because he just fed <laughs> the YouTube streets. I don't know if he knows it. ...deal with um, the ramifications psychologically for the rest of her life. A parent who was... Uh, for, forever change, you know what I'm saying? Who, who probably can't trust anybody? A riddled with guilt, guilt, and, and so much you know what stuff. I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I don't. And uh, Star, he made a good point. Don't say her name because she wanted to be anonymous. The judge said she wanted to be anonymous. He said she wanted to be anonymous. So mm -hmm. we're not going to say her name because we but don't. But somebody want... will because that's just the treacherous, yes, devious nature that yeah. they have. Yeah, I don't want to uh, bring attention that kind of thing because people are weird. People, people are people are weird. weird. They try to uh, dox her. Like people are weird. Yes. So, um, like I said, but. Um, with that being said, seven years I think is light. I think it's way too light for him. Talk. I think that should have got 10 talk. to 15 at least. Mm -hmm. But apparently, uh, the more serious charge. Okay, go ahead. And I appreciate that. Um, I get guilty of not giving you the space and the platform because I'm the master at talking kung fu. <laughs> and so I appreciate those words coming from a young dad, or someone who I've instilled certain values mm. in. There's certain things we just we just not going to tolerate Absolutely. as men. Okay, I'm going to start go. here. Nobody is after you, niggas. I, I, I want to be very clear with this because this is very important. The government is not after you, niggas. None of you, niggas. There is no, if you think what you're doing is putting a dent in the meter of the government's agenda, you are 
highly delusional. The black power movement, when it was anything, died in the 70s. Let me explain. When they Which killed Dr. Preach. King, right? The Black yeah. Panthers came Thank through and they tried to do their thing. Once they got rid of the Black Panther Party, okay. listen to me closely. They gave you black exploitation movies and they gave you hip hop. And for the next 50 years, you have been a part of the greatest psyop that black people have endured, uh -huh. period. I'm gonna say that again, I wanna be clear. We just celebrated our own demise when we celebrated 50 years of hip hop. Now, Doc, what are you talking about? You wrote the book on, no, I wrote the book on the potential that hip hop had to move us from one dimension or paradigm into the next using spiritual principles okay. that our ancestors laid down before okay. us. Let's look at it for what it is. Who benefited most from hip hop? Has it been us spiritually, economically, socially, politically, as a collective? Or has the prison systems, the alcohol systems, the drugs, the uh, sexual agenda, Let's, let's weigh it. Who benefited uh, the most? Okay. Including it's, the ones who got the most money. And some money in your pocket, you miss the true essence of the okay. war. This is a spiritual war. So the government has never been afraid of Dr. So-and-so or who, yo, yo, they put him in jail because he Charles was telling the people Dr. the truth. Sadie. Stop with all of that. You Charles yourself over Dr. the last Sadie. 10 years have given the government more information about yourself than they ever had in the history of COINTELPRO. You told Man, them what food you like, what movies spin, you like, bro. what kind of women you like. The minions who are gonna say, man, that brother was so powerful. No, let's just move that out of the way. There is no more uh, uh, revolutionaries unless they, because like, after we leave here, I don't go to some underground bunker with seven TVs going, got 15 takes of this shit. Yeah. Yo, because uh, the next video gonna be, yeah, I got seven years, cut. We'll take that. Yeah, I got 10 years, because he didn't know at the time, yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah, I got 15 years, cut. Uh, who, who knows just how calculated this crazy shit is. Yeah. And to go out the night before, you can celebrate all you want because you know you're going away for a long time, mm -hmm. but to put those words in the charges dropped. Okay. Now, I listened to his video today, and not only did he say he had high-powered lawyers who Right, right, right. who got rid of the forensic evidence. Like they couldn't even prove that. And I'm like, I was to bro, earlier today. so you mean to tell me or uh, under the influence and, and the mother yeah. took her to the precinct before he did. Yeah. So he's insinuating that had he took her to the precinct before the mother did, that the mother would be up for uh, uh, misconduct child or sexual abuse, child yeah. abuse. Yeah. This is what he had you Negroes thinking. But your lawyers were powerful enough to, you know, bring in forensics and we had our own forensics. We had our War, own forensics. Yeah. They powerful the enough to do that, but not powerful enough to prove you was not in the same place. I could just feel her pain, her mm -hmm. energy, the whole night. Well, how were, were you drunk that mm -hmm. night? Were you? And so then they got to go through that shit. Then if they endure that, yeah. they got to endure family members who, mm -hmm. well, how were you dressed? Mm -hmm. or, uh, and, and in the social media era, let's say it's a public case, the social media yeah, era okay. kick in. Oh, I'm look how that bitch was judged to this and that. Then if you make it to a jury, these sisters half the time, this, this has been fucking with me, right? My defense lawyer, his job is to put that 14-year-old girl hey, through a grinder. It's nothing. 
of semantics that Brother Polite tried to pull off on y'all because he is a great orator. He is yeah. scholar-like. He is wise with his words. Mm. Do you know, side note, you can be oh, wise, a scholar, an orator, a public figure, a social media uh, uh, well, influencer, and still be a now. piece of shit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you know that? Yeah. Do you know you can be a famous singer mm -hmm. who wrote songs that moved the world and you still can be a piece of but shit? Absolutely. The founders right? of hip-hop. You know, so, so I don't want to yeah. make it seem... POSs, but okay. Like you, you can't be both. Yeah. You know, because you can. Yeah. Do you know your father? Let's say, and I'm talking to y'all whose father promised you every single oh, day man, he was gonna come see you, and he never came to see you. He promised. Oh, here we and go. And I stand here by. I had three instances, but not one person. And you may say, "I love my dad," here we go. but you know what my dad is? Mm -hmm. He's a piece of shit. You can say that right, right. and be right about it. Okay. Right. right. So, with that being said, we're not gonna allow. Polite, oh, nah. poor, light, whoever the fuck he is. And I let me give you my history with Polite. I told you I ain't noticed that. Mm. And I stand by it. I had three instances, but not on a personal mm. level. I was on a panel at the state building. It was me, Polite, Dr. Umar, Wesley Muhammad. Jesus. You name it. We was out there with Sarnetta. You can't walk down 125th Street mm. without Sarnetta mm. with his camera set up. And he pulled up in his car. And he got uh -huh. out and stood next to me. Uh -huh. I introduced him. I got out of the picture uh -huh. and went about my business. Mm. And the very first time I met him, I went to see a lecture in Brooklyn for Phil Valentine. He was opening up. Mm, I didn't uh -huh. know who he was, mm, but uh -huh. I can tell by the audience's response to him uh -huh. that he, he, you know, mm. they knew who he was. And those are my only interactions. So, no, I don't know. He I never know. scanned me. Mm. I can't. And so are y'all with me? Because I need to get a commercial break and come back in a minute because this is going to be we're going to lay this out because uh, I need y'all to understand what's mm. going on. So. But what I did recognize, he said he had four wives, yeah. which was an immediate trigger for me. Because it's hard to, to take care of one wife. I'm not okay. Okay. four wives, yeah. right? And he said he had wrote 75 books at the time. Yeah, that I'm was a, like 90s. I, I'm an author, yeah. and I'm like, how is that even humanly possible? Right. Uh -huh. right so those were just early triggers early yeah. for me. Yeah, early triggers. I want to take a quick break. Okay. And I want to come back, and okay, I want to go through the second half of this so we can lay this out. I want y'all to hear that part. So now let's get to after he took... He gotta get his thoughts together, take his break. Let's let's yeah, let's uh let's get to that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because this is this is deep. Is yeah. deep? You know what I mean? Yeah, and okay. I think, you know, is we it, gotta kinda lay it, do it in layers. So let's take a break. Is it really, we'll that, be right. Dot shop. Is it really that deep, y'all? Hundreds. Is it really that deep? And Black Dot is taking that all the way to trial. If, and if my lawyers, if my lawyers are good enough to get forensics away, then my lawyer should be good enough if I said this is her word against mine that I gave her alcohol and I didn't. Right. That should be getting tossed too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And because your name, I, 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 I'm on these platforms telling you how important your name is. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Your name is all you have here. But you're right? all and I'm not tied to this man. Right. I'm never copping out to anything I did not do for the sake of what? No, that's not truth. And for somebody who claims to stand on the principle of truth, stop it. Now okay. we gotta talk to conscious community. Okay. Okay, because um, a lot of people, not hands are dirty about the pedophilia stuff. Some people knew or had inklings really? that, you know, something could be a riot. So when Sonetta kept calling polite baby York, he was just making jokes. He didn't. That's why I'm saying. Why y'all let Sonetta off the hook? Sonetta know. Sonetta knew. Well, why why y'all thought polite's daughter kept running away from home? Remember that?
Did y'all forget why why Polite's daughter kept running away from home? But nobody knew. Hey, yeah, all you niggas are guilty. All you NYC conscious community cats, Red Pill, Blue Pill, Garfield, Aman, Shaka Hamana Hamana, Dr. Reggie Garfield, who else? Joel Benjamin, all you Sodnetta babies are guilty, complicit, culpable. All you Sodnetta babies. All of y'all. All of y'all. Y'all, y'all, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? They beat up Tommy Sotomayor because the conscious bitches was giving him action. Ain't nobody put hands on polite. Let that sink in for a hot second. Yo, they 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 slapped up Tommy Sotomayor because the conscious bitches was giving Tommy action and not those dudes. And ain't nobody put hands on polite. Boy, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here with this nonsense, come on, let's go. Those areas. I gotta credit red pill and blue pill. And I know some people don't like red pill and blue pill for some whatever. People. There's never been no mud on their names to that capacity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They on their Scorpio mm -hmm. shit, they hustle, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and do their shit. In, in 20, one of them years, they came out mm -hmm. and gave a hell of a five press conference to call polite to the carpet. You know what I mean? To call polite out to the community to say something is not right. We get and then what happened after that press conference? If I remember correctly, that's when Sonetta launched the Adjustment Bureau and got all those associates under control. Remember that? Because remember after they made that press conference calling out polite? Sonetta launched the Adjustment Bureau and had all them niggas uh, kiss his ring and, and fall into line. Y'all remember that, right? See, Black Dot, come on, Black Dot, don't do not do this, bro. We we got time, we got time. Getting too much, uh, because when your reputation precedes you. Yeah. If 13 people say the same thing about you, Malcolm, how can I not take that into accountability yeah, right. that perhaps yeah. that's who the fuck you are, right? right? Absolutely. So we started hearing all the scam stuff. We started hearing all of this and it reached the point where it needed to be addressed because we look like hypocrites. Mm -hmm. If we keep doing like this, we hear what's going on, but because that's my man's in them, yeah. I gotta, you, you look like a hypocrite, right? Right Now, there are four phases to the conscious community. Here we go with this. And before yeah. I move forward, I gotta kind of just brace through. I like what you're doing. Yes. Phase four one phases. is uh, Sister Burt mm -hmm. transitioned, big man mm -hmm. who transitioned, Azariah, who transitioned, Dr. Clemson Brown, who transitioned, and on the other side, we had the UAM with Alton Maddox, who transitioned. Okay. Right? So those, he, he, Alton Maddox dealt more with our political stuff did, did and things that was going this? on, and, and, and so we, I put him into that mix. And there was Brother Leon and another brother named who escaped me. I don't know if they're still here with us. Did That's when I showed this? up, 1995, 1996. And, and so, and that movement lasted until about 99 and there was a gathering of the masters mm -hmm. okay. in Atlanta. Okay. And I think that became the split because on one side of the fence you had all of the metaphysical 
uh, teachers, Phil Valentine, Bobby Hammond, Henry D. Bernardo, a few others, right? And mm -hmm. on this side, you had Dr. Khalid Muhammad, who mm -hmm. came down there to basically debate mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Hammond. You had the conscious roster. You had Laola Africa, who was really on the metaphysical and side. You know the sad part about that was, I remember that beef, Khalid versus Bobby. Matter of fact, I believe Khalid had made fun of Bobby. And Bobby, in return, said, if something happened to you, it's because it's and I'm paraphrasing. This is this is how deep this shit goes. They had a it wasn't a hatred, but I remember Khaled taking shots at Bobby. And Bobby said, Some it happens to you, whatever, it's not my doing. And sure enough, if Khaled ain't die on the bathroom floor, vomiting and defecating on himself right because we all suspected that his wife had poisoned him and he was this was after he'd been shot at twice and he told the woman don't take me to the hospital because they're gonna try to kill me because they know who i am does anybody remember how that that shit this is how deep this shit goes <laughs> come on be honest and a few other individuals and there was a a tug of war because what was taking place is we was coming out of pan-africanism as a, uh, a, 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 a foot, mm -hmm. a, a foundation, and now these new so-called pseudo space aliens was coming in talking about consciousness on a level that, right. and so there was a whole big thing. I, I was down there, the surveillance, mm -hmm. I told you was something I had never seen before in my life. Uh, you know, it was on and popping in Atlanta. When that ended, uh -huh. there was a two or three year lull. Mm -hmm. And then Brother Blue Pill introduced me to Brother Chris. And he introduced me to Shabazz, and we started our open up production. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I call the brain trust of our open up production three people. Mm -hmm. Myself, I, Christ I wouldn't call it a beef per se, but I do remember that exchange. I remember that exchange because even Bobby mentioned that Khaled dissed him. And a few people were like, well, damn, you know, Khaled, he, he, he did I, I, some to the, to the effect that he didn't, he didn't fully respect Bobby's, I guess, esoteric way of, of of thinking per se and you know college all about action you know what i'm saying so there's two fundamental differences to get the same result but for the most part college didn't respect what bobby was putting down and bobby was on another level and college died a horrible horrible death man he died a horrible death okay or Chris mm -hmm. and Brother Shabazz because we are the ones who put up the money. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who flew the lecturers in. Mystery, man. We're pill, blue pill. I see the Duke of oh, Tears. Panic. Okay, let's give Black Dot some credit for actually mentioning a seer. You ain't heard a seer's name been mentioned by these New York cats in 10 years. So shout out to him for acknowledging that, that a, a seer did exist. Adika Butler, Rich. Brother Rich mm -hmm. with the dreads for me who did the five bloodlines of hip hop. Classic. Uh AA Rashid, uh the ghetto shaman. Okay. AA Rashid. Him and Asir had a had a had a you know a, a verbal dust up at one point. Cause AA Rashid was putting smut on Asir's name. And I remember Oh my god. Okay, so where do I how do I fit into all this? So <laughs> I remember um running around with a Sabir, Sabir Bay, old goofy ass. And we were in LA and Sabir had took me to the studio that uh, 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 AA 
Rashid was working out of. And I said, word. And I I got on the jack. I called us here. I said, hey, you know, this nigga, I'm at this nigga studio right now. What do you want to do? What do you want me to do? He was like, nah, Lord. I, nah, Lord, I appreciate it. But nah, I, I called us here. and be like, this nigga's right. I'm at this nigga studio right here in L.A. Yeah, it's when I was running around goof, goofball at Sabir Bay. Listen, <laughs> I've been in some circles, man. I've been in some circles. That's why when niggas keep saying that O'Shea put me on shit, no, I've been beefing with these these conscious cats long before I, I was discovered. You you were gonna hear about me one way or the other. The other you were gonna hear my name. Period. I had it out with the pills, Supernova Slime, uh, shit, yeah, AA Rashi. You, you were gonna hear of me in some form of fashion. So please don't let these niggas keep thinking you put me on fuck out of here let's go uh, uh the list goes on i see the duke of tears uh uh to pharaoh uh there was roswell there was will i am we began collectively we ushered in a new energy now this is ccbc this is conscious community before computers mm-hmm. all right <laughs> okay all right like yeah. that like yeah, that. Good. all good. right so okay. this is conscious community bc okay right <laughs> and liu was the place and then sarnetta had a movement up in Harlem. Mm. I cannot negate what he did on 125th Street. He had a movement up in Harlem, almost replicating, but Sarnetta at that point was still more black like power okay. and, you know, more, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pan-Africanism. Mm-hmm. He later pivoted into what we were doing for financial reasons. We'll talk but about I that was, another time. All right, so with that being said, this everywhere. movement, before computers mm. ran from about 2002 about 2008, 2009, maybe, I did my last lecture with uh, Dr. Renoko Rashidi, mm-hmm. me, Brother Chris, who, and, yeah, and, and, and Brother okay, Rich, Renoko. about I, I 2007. Yeah. During that time, see, this is the thing about Virgos. We see things, okay, we but don't they was worth it. There was no scamming. Mm-hmm. Trust me, there was no way to scam. You can count the many people in the door. Sir, that's all we had. Right. You know what I mean? There was no way to scam, tell people this or that. This, so, so I honor them because this is before scamming. Right. You know what I mean? This yeah. is before all of that. Yeah. When I left, I showed up at a lecture at that point, maybe a, a two or three years later, mm-hmm. and the tickets was $50 at the door. Mm-hmm. Tickets was being sold in advance. I had never heard of no shit like this. Mm-hmm. There was pay-per-view events all of a sudden. Then we had this so-and-so against so-and-so the great debates all right mm-hmm. and during the great debates polite made his bones he was a yeah but who set that up that was Sarnetta that set that all up that's what it's a seer they want to be a part of the wwe aspect of of the conscious community that was all Sarnetta's plan to do that great orator he was great researcher he could debate anybody he was he had the, the, the gift of cat mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. and he did his little research and he was coming off the dr york tree and so he was well gifted in these things a lot of people made a lot of money with him putting him on these plateaus and and putting him out in front and introducing him to our community why am i mentioning this because this era this was the birth of the computer era this was the birth of our information no longer yeah, being yeah, consolidated i, I, I was home minding my business Uh-oh. but during this but i but i, I hear yeah. things mm-hmm. and i watch things uh-huh. and so there came a point in the 10-year anniversary go back to my facebook page 
on the we did our first lecture with Phil Valentine on December 21st to the winter solstice of 2002. Mm. In 2012, I put up a message that said, I am done with this. I had just made it official. Yeah. I had uh, left a few years yeah. earlier, but when I saw what was taking place, I said, I'm done. The next couple of years is what birthed the internet, the YouTube scholar. Yeah. No longer were you sanctioned by so-and-so right. or you came off this tree you can stay home and watch 50 videos. Stay with me. I'm still talking about polite here. Um, 50 videos, 60 videos, replicate somebody else, get your YouTube channel up, and then you became a personality. And then this thing was way off the rails because that's when all of the super scamming came in and the hustling and the conniving and took something that was very precious and dear to me. And that's why I'm speaking about it because that now shit meant something to me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me the only time you feel empowered to speak on how endearing this is to you is because of polite? So it took polite. It took polite's downfall for you to come out and say all this. Why? Why were you not saying all this just just on GP? Like, yo, I don't like the direction y'all taking this. This thing isn't. This thing is dear to me why why you gotta wait for come on this is what i'm saying this is why this mm. let's go let's go thinking in a lot of ways to see it go off the rails over some goddamn money and egos and power and whatever else you want to call and now today this is the fourth stage of it mm. you know the byproduct the politinum closed out i'm gonna say 2017 or 18 whenever blue pill and red pill mm -hmm. gave their press conference mm -hmm probably ended that you know what yeah. i mean because it drew a line in the sand because polite attacked and mm -hmm. he came out on the offensive and this shit got real messy for everyone to see shit that used to happen behind closed doors became very messy now the point i'm trying to make is this people became enamored with polite he became a superhero he became somebody yeah, whose yeah, cognitive yeah, yeah. dissonance uh skill set or you know those and so he became somebody who he had four wives he probably was turning down wives mm. because people like to be in mm. the loop with all that and monkey see monkey do he became very powerful but he wanted more he went out to hollywood and yeah. showed his true colors see if you watch these niggas these niggas will tell you yeah. who they are they all want to be rappers yeah, and, and, and they all want to bust bottles I and they all want to be in fucking music videos I, I've, I've learned that going i've learned that just watching and i think polite is an interesting case study because he is what a lot of people he is the, the archetype of you one way when you don't got nothing but as soon as you get as it as soon as you get it yeah it's uh, like and that's how yeah. i said money we will reveal yes. now yes. all of a sudden polite is this he's that he's a sociopath he's a narcissist blah 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 let's all gang up on polite to make it seem like we don't come y'all all complete all fed this monster in one way or another who you are yes so then he started popping bottles throwing money around driving around dude what does that have to do with spirituality what does that have to do with raising awareness see a lot of these dudes come and they act like they are a benefit to you when in actuality you just a benefit to them and if you watch closely just follow the money it will show you so polite had already had a case uh, 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 I think Sonetta's uh, a niece or something who ran away very early, got up under his wing. He, again, was dealing with her mother, and she ran away to be with him. Oh, mm. see, well, see, a lot of these again, guys... proven that Sonetta had an early inclination or early uh, preview of how, of how 
uh, Brother Polite truly is. So y'all knew basically. The mothers, y'all gotta understand, they watching you, but they watching your daughter. When they come into your mix, they really watching your daughter. You know what I mean? So he had already had rumblings and Sarnetta said it on his own show a couple mm. times. He, if you don't want him to release this tape, see when Sarnetta get mad, all bets is off. Mm. Sarnetta gonna tell you some things. Mm. And so we already had inklings. Right, Sarnetta was always threatening Polite, always threatening somebody. I got the tapes, I got the tapes. Don't make me release the tapes. So all you do is, so you just blackmail people. You got all the dirt, you got all the grime and the filth on tape, on camera. You know what these guys do. You know how just disgusting they are as individuals. You know what the sexual sit on top of it until you, you, you can ex exploit them or blackmail them back into a position that suits you. So he's, if he's not as, he's worse than polite. Sonetta's worse than polite that he was a scammer we already had inklings of him taking people's money granddaddy iu r.i.p among other people the crypto guy yeah, who lost yeah. 150 thousand yeah. dollars you know what i mean among other things so we knew but the cognitive dissonance of our people we love leaders we love putting people up on pedestals Fast we love years. to exonerate them yeah. for all of their shortcomings it's a sickness that we have and so he met his match when he met this young lady yeah. and her mother. Now the mother, people might say, well, why did she leave the child? Let's not get into all of those particulars right why now. Not? The fact that the mother decided something is not right. I'm calling his phone, I'm calling our phone. Something is not right. And I want to say something as well, because yeah. if oh, it was okay. like this what, year what, what or you know, recently, a lot of social media people who for years, since 2017, and like that's when a lot of people really like, came to prominence, it seems like real life is kind of is finally catching up. Yes, to the rape kit. And if you bust off and it don't inject in her, or you did not penetrate her, that's not gonna show in the rape kit, nigga. You're not slick when you say that. Do you know touching a young girl's titty is molestation? Mm -hmm. not everybody what the fuck is this nigga talking about? You know what I'm saying? Did. Nothing. But how did they know that was the DNA? What? Yeah. This nigga was wilding. Yeah, my head was hurting watching this. My head yeah. was hurting I, yeah, I was just watching like, this Yo. because you sound smart to dumb people, nigga. Yeah. It don't take a lot to figure this out. So let's wrap this up okay. with this. He deserved more than seven years, but I understand. Mm -hmm. I hope this becomes a breaking point for you sorry minions who decide to follow this nigga like so this nigga is God. Those that propped him up. It ain't about the minions. Minions gonna do what minions do. Minions just follow. Okay, minions don't. You y'all watch the damn minions, the, the the movies. They gravitate towards the bad guys, but they'll follow anybody. But they gravitate towards the bad guys. When one bad guy goes down, they go to the next bad guy. Minions do what minions do. What about those that were that had the ability to 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 bestow and, and prop him up to have minions? You, you just don't be mad at the minions. They don't know any better. I speak a lot on this platform about these people are just like you. So if I call somebody a piece of shit, I'm saying this is a man just like me. And in my eyes, he's a piece of shit. Not he is up here. So how dare I stop putting people above you? This is a spiritual war. I'm going to say that again. This is a spiritual war. Mm -hmm. And so while you're running around uh, trying to earn so your. Who's a spiritual war against our own people or, or, or Europeans? And, and and Indians and Arabs and Ashkenazis. Who who we in spiritual war against, bruh? I'm just saying, somebody lay that out for me. 
fucking leisure and all of this stupid shit, you are missing the point. What's the point? This is why we suffer and keep falling for the okie doke because it's all connected to money. Okay, I'm over this. I'm over this. Listen, I had no issue with Black Dot. I, but hell, nigga, stop, stop. I didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. I didn't know this. Nigga. I didn't know him. Okay, okay, bro. Okay, bro. Uh, real quick, real quick. Do we care about Danny Masterson getting thirty years? I mean, we they, when they found him guilty, you know, it is what it is. He got thirty years. Do we care? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, you know what? Let me do this. Let me finish up with more brother politeness. Yo, shout out to where's shout out to my man George Sims. Yo, you Brooklyn cats. I would never. I would never um, upset a Brooklyn cat. Brooklyn cats are some different. My man George Sims. <laughs> my man, he's yo. What do you say? Let me let me put away what he his conversation with uh. Where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, did I screenshot it? Nigga, I know I did. I know I did. I didn't screenshot it, bruh. George Sims got at motherfucking uh, Shabazz the OG. Shabazz hitting with the bullshit uh, response. Lord have mercy. Was it George? George, George was it you? Might have been George. I don't know. Who sent me the screenshot of the conversation with Shabazz OG yesterday? I didn't screenshot it. Son of a bitch. Son of a I'm mad now. Somebody screenshot the conversation he had with OG and Shabazz said, that's not my man's. We just, we just both know Floyd like Negro. That's not how this works. <laughs> Brooklyn is different, different. Brooklyn is different, different. I got to find it, bro. Y'all bear with me. I know it had to be George. Damn. I can't believe I ain't screenshot it. Man, what the fuck was I thinking? Bruh, y'all forgive me, man, but I'm assuming it was George, but he got at Shabazz. He asked Shabazz, and Shabazz said, what do you mean, my mans? We just both know Floyd. So that's how, that's what he coming with, that type of energy. We just happen to both know Floyd, you know? Sad. I can't believe I didn't screenshot it, y'all. I, I thought I did. I thought I did. Oh, no, wait, did I? Was it Instagram downloader? Insta take? Nope. My bad, y'all. I'm sorry. Trust me, the conversation took place. It, it It's real. It, it, it happened. It happened. All right. Oh, wow. For some reason, I've been unsubscribed. Hey, look, I I, I have nothing to, I, nothing against him. I'm just, I'm in a, tr I'm in troll mode tonight for one. For two, now everyone's like, they're doing the, the polite pivot. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
he got 30 years for uh the crimes he was a he got he was charged or he was found guilty of all right okay wait hip-hop do i want to do hip-hop do i continue no let's do this let's do the youtube let's do the i want everybody to understand how important this youtube monetization is i don't think y'all understand the importance of it now let once again if you have a channel with monetization with sketchy ass content now i look at you like you're the ops because it's getting real out here okay first we're gonna go into this brother here i never heard of this dude shout out to keep it techie keep it techie put me up on him never heard of this guy this guy has 475,000 subscribers never heard of this guy listen there's 51 million youtube channels okay i never heard of this dude but you decided to take away his monetization and y'all thought it was funny when myron was crying I'm trying to tell y'all them YouTube checks hit different. YouTube checks hit different. Okay. So when you see a grown man crying because they got kicked out the, uh, the YPP program and they got over a hundred thousand subs. Trust me. Them checks hit different. You going to cry too. Come on. Let's go. Now, all this dude does is reaction. I just want to let YouTube know that I'm not directing any of my viewers to any other channel. Um, Which is not none smart, of that. I just want okay. to make sure I let YouTube know that this is not a video for me to try to get around what's happening. That's not at all. smart because everyone has alternate channels they promote on YouTube, even though YouTube says it's against the rules. But come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, all this shit. This shit fucking hurts, bro. Oh, oh, oh. How, how, how much does it hurt, bro? How much does it hurt? How much is it? How much? I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at y'all in these comments. I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at y'all in these comments. Y'all hell in these comments. Shame on y'all. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hold it together, brother. Hold it together. Don't break. Oh, shit. Oh, he crying, y'all. He crying. Oh, he had to wipe his nose. Oh, Lord. Lord, he had to wipe his nose. I didn't see that part. I didn't see that part. I didn't see that part. Man. Man. I'm sorry, y'all. Give me a second. It's okay, brother. Take your time, brother. I understand. I know what it, I know what it's like. To lose a YouTube check or two, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Come on. Take your time, young blood. Take your time. Uh huh. Uh huh. So um, fuck you, Rob. Excuse me. That was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Long story short, um, I'm just, you know, doing my normal thing. 
and I get an email from YouTube uh -oh. <coughs> saying that they demonetize not only this channel, uh -oh. but my other channel as well. Uh. Uh, the other channel has nothing to do with anything that's going on on this channel. Um, <laughs> he said, tighten up, kingdom. I'm not laughing and, um, at him. I went in to, you know, obviously try to get some answers, but it's it's never any answers. Oh, you know, I, 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 um, I, I, apparently I'll this time you. they said I've violated you, policy. I will personally show you what my my manager told me. You never get a straight answer from these guys, but he's going to raise a point. He's going to ask a question, and I'm and that's when I cut to what I have to show you guys. YouTube will never make it easy for you, but come on, your shoes. I don't even know what policy issue I violated. I really don't. And apart. Uh oh, uh oh, no, brother, no, brother. I'm gonna oh, no. just be trans. I'm gonna oh, no. just be transparent, man. Not only did they demonetize me, but they also, again, decided to withhold my revenue uh oh <laughs> and this is the first time where i would the last time i would ever bring y'all into my business like this how much you know you, i don't think it's how much okay to just flaunt what money you make this how much third. did you lose bro however in my how much did you lose you know i pay all the bills uh oh i take care of my family you a high value man i i respect respect to that come on let's go uh oh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Man, and I work really hard. Oh, no. <laughs> See? I work hard. Wait. This is what I love about YouTube. Anybody can get it. If it's the one thing that I respect about YouTube, they don't care how big your platform is. Some of the biggest conservative channels have been demonetized with the swiftness. They don't care who you are. I respect that about them. Now, is it even uh, is it even across the board? No, but they pick on the, the, the big and they pick on the small and everybody in between. They don't give a damn who you are. OK, I, I, I will give them credit for that. If they want to get you, they're going to get you. Come on, let's go. Not only do I work hard. This shit ain't funny, but it's funny. But I, I work hard to try to separate myself from a lot of the people that's within my niche. And, um, you know, I try to be very careful about how I deliver my content. I try to be entertaining and informative without having to, like, tell people how to think. Uh -huh. And I always just look at, look at the information in a way that's just observant. I'm going to just keep it honest with y'all. Okay. Not only did they take my revenue, but they uh, took my revenue. This is the most money I've ever made in my fucking life. Okay. How much they take from you, bro? In my in my entire life. How, how much did they take from you, bro? Come on. Bro, I've never seen this number in my fucking life. Right, bro. right, right. How much did they take from you, bro? How much did they take from you? Come on. I got 
I got people, you know, renovating my home as we speak based on on a lot of these blessings that God was bestowing on me. Okay. But they just took the shit. They just, just took, took it. it. They just took it, huh? Took it. Took it. Yeah, I know, man. I'm, I'm coming back. You know, I'm trying to get rid of all this, these tears just so I can talk to y'all straightforward. It's okay, bro. Take your time, bro. We here for you. I'm a very DIY type of guy, do-it-yourself type of guy. Uh-huh. And, you know, I translate that even to the YouTube platform, meaning when I start to see myself fall off or if I see views aren't up or if I see engagement is down, instead of me pointing the finger to YouTube and saying, oh, it's YouTube fault, it's the algorithm and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. I try to look in the mirror and I try to just – you know, level up myself. Right. That's the reason why I started editing my content. Okay. That's the reason why I started doing my thumbnails a certain sort of type of way before everybody started fucking stealing them. Everybody and their mom got a... And I, I try, I ask God to just keep my spirit humble because... Once again, I don't know who this guy is. I've never, I don't, I've never heard of him. So if he, he feels people are stealing, biting from him, I mean, okay, I never heard of you, bro. You got half a million subs. I never heard of you. But okay, come on. I don't want nobody to miss out on their money or nothing like that, but... God damn, it fucking sucks when you work so fucking hard Uh-oh, to separate yourself just for a motherfucker to come look at your shit and just steal everything that you do. Yes. And then get hit with a YouTube message. So this is how we know it's not the algorithm. It's the humans that, um, okay, so once again, here how, how it works. If the algorithm says, uh, I'm not too sure, the algorithm will pass it to a, for a human review. And then it will go in front of a committee of humans, of very liberal-minded humans. It's the humans that determine if you get monetization or not, not the algorithm. If the algorithm says, I'm not too sure about this channel, request human review. It's the humans that do it, y'all. Personal biases. And God forbid you have content that makes uh, a woman feel like something different when she feels like she's different. You're going to get the thumbs down every time. It's a committee. It's called the Alphabet Committee. No cap. They're called the Alphabet Committee. Okay? But let's continue. Let's continue. This, you know, pretty much, not in this particular case, but then get hit with a YouTube message that's pretty much saying I'm reusing content. Not the, you know, reacting to fair use reuse content. Man, I I worked so fucking hard. You guys, I was literally getting ready to my my mama fucking house. Oh, 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 Lord, not mama house. Not my mama house. Ooh. I'm not laughing at him. This is not funny. I'm not laughing at him. This is not funny, y'all. He about to get his mama a house. I'm literally, literally in the process of, uh, or at least I was, I was trying to get my mother okay. a home, okay. a car, because God has been blessing me and my family so much. That I, just want, I want to do something really nice for her. And I'm not trying to get YouTube sympathy and go, oh, you know, he was getting ready to do this for his mom. You need to give him his money back. If I violated a policy term, you know, by all means, man, you know, I deal with the consequences. But, bro. What am I doing differently than anybody else that's within my niche? Honestly. 
You know what? I'll even okay. take it a step further okay. with you guys. I'm going to just uh -huh. be transparent. Typically on YouTube, I was averaging about, you know, four to six grand a month, which is really good money. Um, and I've been able to do really, really well for myself and um, things of that nature. And then, you know, I ended up getting demonetized, you know, back in April. It was April or May, which kind of drained all of my savings because I was living off of my money uh, that I had at that time. Um, it was drained, you know, pretty much everything I had. Then you I get monetized again. And, you know, the first month I get monetized, uh, the funds aren't, you know, what, what I'm used to. So, you know, it, was, it, it got taken away easily, easier than this month came. Last month came around. I was able to have a little more wiggle room. But this this month right here, How much I made the month, most bro? money I've ever made in my How life. How much did you make this month? Life-changing money. Life-changing. And with that, with that revenue, all I wanted to do is just change the, you know, not only my life and my, my family life, but I just wanted How to, you know, help you aid those around me as well. And again, you know, I don't like to just put my business out there. Oh, yo, this is how much money I make. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck that. I ain't here to do that. You know, God bless, God bless me. You understand? I'm not saying that to... to you you, and there are people that are way less fortunate. So I'm in no way, shape, or form saying that like, ha, ha, you know, I'm better than... No. No, I'm no, no better than nobody. I'm not saying that for that. No bragging, flexing, none of that bullshit. None of that. Stop. Okay. Uh-oh, here we go. But this month, man... They took over $60,000 from me. 60 grand for a month? Yes, I would cry too. I would cry like a little bitch. Okay? I would... For 60 grand a month, I might line up a close family member. <laughs> for 60 grand a month, I might line up somebody close to me. <laughs> that hurts. 60 grand, y'all. 60 grand. Believe yes, God. you heard that number correctly. Yeah, believe God. I've never this. made that type of money in my life. God has nothing to do with this. Ever. Yes, we know, but this is not has nothing to do with God. Right now, I'm fighting a sinus infection. You know, I'm on vacation fighting a sinus infection, editing videos. <laughs> you know, I'm coming in my room with not one fan. Two fans. <laughs> yeah, believe that. Sacrifice time. Not sacrifice three fans. Season. I don't even know if this one to show. Not three fans. Sacrifice season is upon. But four. <laughs> it's hot as hell in here. I'm not complaining. I'm just getting my work done. You know, every single day finding topics to to upload to, finding, you know, um things that, you know, I know you guys would, would like to see and watch. I work on my commentary. I've been working on my speech. I've been working on my presentation and everything. That's great. I got somebody in my house fixing my floors, okay. you know, because this is something I've always wanted to do. And I've had this house for two years, but I mean, I, I wasn't able to afford it that's and it's okay. But then when I finally was able to get the motion to do it, mm -hmm. boom, not only did they demonetize me, but I don't even get a chance to even make a dime until December. Mm -hmm. She said, mama in the house would have to go. I can't with you right now, Angela. This is why I can't. I, I reached out to YouTube. Oh, okay. Here we go. Now let me... I reached out to YouTube. What they say, bro? What they say? I'm going to tell you they what they said. They gave said. me... Um, I'm going to tell you what they said. Just the typical responses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they kind of dragged it along. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, we're going to go look into it. I'm going to get my internal team to check this out. Intern I'm going to yeah, do yeah, this and yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, it lasted for about a good 40 minutes just for them to go, hey, you need to appeal. And then mm -hmm. I go, well, hey, even if, even if, you know, 
even though I'm demonetized, do I still at least receive my revenue? Because if I'm able to receive the revenue from what I've, you know, put in for the last 30 days, at least that will, you know, sustain me for the next. Okay, now here, the revenue thing is weird. Now, I've been on both sides of that. I've lost the demonetization and never got it for the month. And then I've lost the monetization and still gotten it for the month. So this last time they pinged me, they still paid me. I don't know how that works. I do not know how that, how that works. Some get money for that month. Some do not. Doesn't matter which day you were demonetized during the month. Some get paid after they've been pinged. Some will not. There is no rhyme or reason with that shit. So I've been on both sides of that, of that spectrum. But let me tell you, I'm going to show you what normally what YouTube would tell you as, as far as them trying to help you clean, clean up your channel. Three months to be able to get, still be able to upload regularly and things of that nature up until, uh, you know, the time has passed. But no, they say, hey, you need if you, you need in order for you to get your revenue, you're going to need to appeal. And if you appeal and get denied, you don't get your revenue. It's being withheld. Once again, that that's not always the case. There's been times I've appealed it, lost the appeal, still gotten paid. I've lost it, appealed, and didn't get paid. It's whatever they decide to do. Meaning, here's the kicker, though. I don't even know what policy I violated. So then when I go and reapply three months from now, not knowing what policy I violated. Now, they, and I will say this. They tell you what you, what you did. They tell you what you did. They tell you what you did. He knows what, what, what he said because he he, later on he says they hit him for reused content. And then they deny me again. Guess what? I got to wait another three months. Money's still gone. your question admin how i got a question how don't a certain content creator don't get copyrighted for all the i know he had he had i know he does listen there's especially universal and warner universal and warner are the quickest ones to respond with it's just copyrights it's not a strike it's copyrights so what ends up happening is it'll say no impact on your channel you know what? I'll, I'll show you better, better than I can tell you. I will show you better than what I can tell you. So this is what a when you get hit with a copyright, this is what it looks like. Hold up. It's not a strike. It's not a strike. But let me show y'all what it looks like when you hit with a copyright. So let's do this one here, right? Copyright. Oh, shit. It says uh, copyrighted protected uh, content found the owner. The owner allows the content to be used on YouTube. Now, if I was monetized, I'd be sharing the, the, the revenue. It would be going straight to the, to the content or to the, the copyright holder. All right. So this is what this is what it looks like. So it says the content ID on your video doesn't affect your channel. This is not a copyright strike. Now, trust me, he gets a plethora of emails for all the copyrights he gets hit with. Trust me, he does. 
all right so then it give and then it says content identified in this video listed below and it, it identifies the content and this is the time stamps and then it says no impact it says no impact and then it gives you it gives you options you can either trim out the segment you can either replace the song or mute the song or you can dispute it that's what it looks like when you get hit with a copyright for music or even content like from the olympics or uh ufc content they hit you ufc hit you upside the fucking head ufc will probably a lot of times will strike you ufc don't doesn't fuck around but if it's music related for the most part this is what it looks like this is this is the options it gives you trim out segment replace song mute song or dispute but he's getting hit he gets i trust me he gets hit with a bunch of emails for songs playing they're not strikes though but i will say this they can use that as a case to demonetize you so that's a very dangerous game he's playing as far as the musical copyrights you know what i'm saying they could use they can use anything as a case against you to kick you out of the ypp program okay so hopefully that gives y'all clarity because a lot of these youtubers don't want to show you all that type of shit behind the scenes i don't give a damn but this is why everybody oh i froze do i need to show it again wait you want, you want me to show it you want me to show it again yeah evergreen it's got to be evergreen it's got to be evergreen do you do i need to show you guys again oh i'm good now okay cool 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 yeah listen i would never run that risk that's he he plays what five to six songs a day five to six songs a day that's five to six copyright uh hits a day a day you understand like i would never that's that's playing russian roulette okay so now let's get back to a couple more minutes of his point of 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 this dude and i'm gonna show you what youtube tells you once again, I don't know why these guys want to keep all this shit a secret, but I, this is why I tell people, you can't be a YouTuber. Once again, when, when lead attorney tells y'all and sells y'all courses and packages, especially about sketchy content, it's not going to work out for you. I'm telling you, it's not going to work out for you. Matter of fact, where is the next lead attorney that he's produced? Where, where, is, where, where are his, his acolytes that have 100,000, 200,000, 300,000? can't it doesn't work like that you can't sell nobody a course and, and you know when i see the, even the white youtube channels that that work for youtube because you want to gain more views want to gain more subs want more watch time quicker responses she doesn't work like that i don't know y'all I'm afraid to even look at him scared. He's scared. I, I've been there. I'm afraid to ask for for anything. Yeah. In terms of help. Shook. For anything in you regards shook. to this. Exactly. You two got you shook. Been there. I like to earn my money. You know. And it just sucks, bro. I don't wish bad on nobody, but you know. 
It's just just watching everybody get away with. And bro, I just keep my head down, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't be out here bothering nobody, man. I just keep my head down to keep it moving, bro. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Come on. If y'all know me, even from the first time. Bro, this this just really fucked me up, man. I got to call the contractor tomorrow. Uh-oh. I got to tell him that we got to pretty much stop. When? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hell, I really don't know. You know, I got to put a hold to my daughter's gymnastic class mm. i can't go to my family reunion this month i mean this mm. week because i need to i'm i'm thinking about the revenue that i have and i need to start setting it aside to at least be able to maintain for the next three months which is really a stretch now now you understand why a lot of these guys that talk down the street would never dare want to go do the 100 percent thing because when shit like this happens, when you're the sole breadwinner, it's on you. And that's a that's a, a type of pressure you can't even put into words. Okay? A lot of those guys will never be the sole breadwinner in their homes or in their situations with their women. This is why they even why that why it's even a discussion is beyond me. The majority of those guys do not want to be the sole breadwinner because of shit because if shit goes left, you have these types of struggles. Nobody wants a type of pressure like that. At least they don't. And I just, even in this time, man, I'm going to just say God is good. I don't know what he got in store for me. This has nothing to do with God. I just know it's hard, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I've done in the spiritual realm. Ah, oh, come on. You know see, what lesson he's trying to teach me right now? I don't know. See, when you too religified, this is your problem. <sighs> just know I'm terrified. If I'm being honest with y'all, I'm genuinely terrified. I don't need to make sixty thousand dollars every month. You know, that's not what I'm. Over here whining and crying about It's not what needs to happen The fact that you can just take my livelihood Just like that And don't even give me Come on man you too we making, Y'all making too much money How are you reviewing the content And saying hey we reviewed it okay, And we've we determined that this is the issue But you can't tell me what the hell the issue is they, they told you what Does that make sense Bro they told you what, the, what it was Trust me. Oh yeah man you violated policy Okay yeah man tell me how I did that so I will never do it again I can't tell you that. We don't know. What? How the hell? Do, what, do, what do I need? What do? What the hell? Like, what do I work on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? What? what how is that a point of reference? I don't know what to do outside of delete every fucking video on my channel. Yep, been there, done that. Let's go. And how is my channel any different from any of these other mugs? It's doing it. That and you can't do that to yourself. I've done that. I spent too much time wondering and looking at other people's channels, like why they say way worse things than I than me, and how come they're still monetizing? 
don't do that to yourself. It will never make sense. It will never, ever, ever make sense. That's a big mistake. Do not compare your channel to anybody else's channel. For whatever reasons why these fucking clowns are still are still monetized, you know what? Whatever. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to yourself. You'll it'll never make sense. I'll admit we all borrow content from each other. You know, however, in the last couple of months, bro, I'm not even gonna point no fingers. But come on, man. Y'all can you can't tell me you ain't seen. I'm going to just say it exactly how it is. Y'all can't tell me I ain't seen these motherfucking creators biting my nuts. Please, please tell me. I, I can be delusional. Tell me in the comments. Yo, Bliss, you tripping? Ain't nobody trying to be like you. No, no, wait. I don't, I don't think nobody's trying to be like me, per se, as the person I am. But, I mean, just look look at the, how they look at how they presenting their content. I, I, I wouldn't know, y'all. But I, I'm the one that's getting, I'm suffering for it. I know I'm kind of shooting all over the place right now, y'all, with my thoughts. I don't really have a focused thought right now. I don't. It's just every fucking weird right now, man. Like, I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. I'm looking for something. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up to make my final I don't know point. what to do. I'm afraid. Of even asking, I mean, YouTube specifically stated. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Now, didn't he just say they didn't, they didn't tell him what the problem was? <laughs> now, now, didn't didn't he just say they never told him what the problem was? They always tell you what the problem is, whether it's vague or very specific or explicit. They always tell you what the problem is. He just said they didn't tell him what the problem was. But they're going to they're gonna tell him. Here we go. Uh, let me see. They specifically state that while your channel was demonetized, you should not create new or use existing channels to get around these restrictions. This includes using any of your related content, I mean channels, to apply for the YouTube Partner Program or directing viewers to uh, your other channels that may already be monetizing. Okay, so it says our our team of policy specialists, those are humans, carefully looked over the videos you've uploaded to your channel. We found that a significant portion of your channel is not in line with our YouTube partner program. You know what that means? You're going to have to scrub your whole fucking channel. That means you're going to have to scrub your whole entire channel. I've got that was, this was this was the first one they ever hit me with significant portion. And then I got hit with the reused content. And then I got hit with incendiary, hateful and hurt uh hate and hurtful hurt, hurtful uh speech and content. Those are the big three ones they like they like to hit you with. They like to hit you with the reused content, the incendiary hate uh harmful content, and they'll like to hit you with the significant portion of your channel. You're gonna have to scrub his whole channel. He's going to have to scrub his whole channel. Yes, you will comply. You will comply. Doing so could lead to termination of your channel. That's why I'm afraid to even say, hey. <laughs> you know? I'm literally like. Now, let me let me show you. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to get him up out of here. Uh, good luck to him. But. 
He's going to, he's going to have to scrub his channel. Now, let me show you how YouTube, <laughs> how YouTube is YouTube. Let me show y'all my, their response to me with typical, typical response to everybody else. But because, you know, I too have a case manager, but I don't have a hundred thousand subs. Go figure. Let's see what they say. Now I, I, I asked my, my rep specifically a very specific question. Right, a very specific, right to the point question. Okay, this is what I asked my guys. I had two of them. Matter of fact, Marcel was the first one. Right, Marcel was the first one, and then Jeffrey all of a sudden showed up. Okay, <laughs> all of a sudden Jeffrey showed up. I was like, uh oh. Here we go. Now, I asked him. I said it would be nice. If YouTube actually identified the content deemed problematic instead of leaving the creator to guess. Okay. I asked him flat out. This is a very direct, very specific, very concise to the point question. There's no wiggle room. You can't wiggle out of this one, right? I got him boxed in. I got him boxed in. You're not going anywhere, right? Flat out. I said it would be nice if YouTube actually identified the content deemed problematic instead of leaving the creator to guess this what this this is what jeffrey said back to me jeffrey said he said i have raised your concern to our dedicated team and they were able to get okay wait 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 that's not it that's not it okay see they, they hit me with the significant portion oh no that's the wrong one wrong one hold up my bad wrong response wrong response hold up hold up Wait, <laughs> let me find the right one. Damn it. Let me find the right response. Bear with me. But yeah, I got hit with a significant portion, right? Okay, which which makes absolutely no sense. Where the fuck is it? Where is it at? Where are you? Okay, it was Marcel, then Jeffrey chimed in. Damn it. Wait, where the fuck? Okay, let me go to the second screenshot. I took two screenshots just to be on the safe side. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got the right response. I got the right response. Hold up, y'all. Now, once again, I asked him specifically, directly, hey, it would help if you guys actually identified the content deemed problematic. The response I get, I got from Jeffrey after talking to Marcel. Once again, I don't have 100,000 subs, but I have a case manager. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. Where is it at? Here we go. Here we go. You ready? You ready for that response? This is what Jeffrey told me. He says, stepping in for Marcel. All right, all right, all right. He says, please understand. That we do we don't provide any 
editorial advice as it is a creator's responsibility to understand and follow our policies and guidelines. Okay. <laughs> we won't be able to tell you exactly what you need to do with your content on your channel, but I encourage you to review your videos and metadata, including your video title, description, thumbnail, and tags to make sure they align with our YouTube monetization policies. So the title can get you, the hashtag can get you, the thumbnail can get you, the comments can get you, comments in the live stream can get you. Do you understand? And they will never tell you exactly which video or live stream is the problem. So when it gets to saying a significant portion, that means you need to scrub your entire channel, move everything offline somewhere else and delete everything on your channel. Okay. Listen, <laughs> Listen, it's a dirty game. Matter of fact, they play the game so dirty. This is why the lead attorney cannot sit here and in good faith sell you courses and teach you how to be a YouTuber. You are not going to be successful. There is no blueprint for this for the most part. You can do a tech channel. Doesn't guarantee you're going to blow up like that. You can do cats and dogs too. There's no guarantee you will blow up after. There's a guy that my wife listens to. All he does is read stories. He reads grimoires. They hit him too. Okay. Now. YouTube is so damn egregious that the U.S. Justice Department had is, has, has finally stepping in. Yeah, that's right. The evil government. The government, this is how bad it's become with YouTube. So if you're a YouTuber and you feel that you've been done wrong, you better reach out to these people. This is how bad it's, it's become. See what I'm saying? They don't care. They don't care. Mr. Beast is not the prime example of, of, of a successful YouTube channel. PewDiePie and, and, and Jake and Logan Paul, no. Those are severe outliers. You will never be that successful. Even Marquise Brownlee, huge outlier. I like Marquise, but don't sit here and tell me Marquise is a better YouTuber than Flossie Brown or, Fl or Flossie Carter. Please don't tell me Marquise Brownlee is a better YouTuber than Flossie Carter. Don't do it. Because if, if Flossie ever did a car channel with his, with his BMW, lights out. I like Flossie's Brownlee. There's a reason why Marquise is able to sit down with Elon and Bill Gates. Right? They won't sit down with Flossie. But come on, let's go. Let's go. This The Justice Department is, is, is <laughs> suing YouTube over ads. Let's go. I love my white shoes. I love my white shoes. I love my white shoes. 
the U.S. Justice Department has to step in. So egregious. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. Unfortunately, I'm going to begin my remarks today just as I did yesterday. Okay. Offering my condolences to the families of the victims of yet another mass shooting in our country. Technologies, which are known as ad tech, automate advertising sales by website publishers to online okay, advertisers. When an internet user opens a web page that has ad space to sell, ad tech tools almost instantly match the website publisher with an advertiser looking to promote its products or services in the website right. to the right. website's user. This product and process typically involves the use of an automated advertising right. exchange. This exchange runs a high-speed auction designed to identify the best match between a publisher selling internet ad space and advertisers looking I to buy it. I listen to how they break down how YouTube runs this ads. I understand. Well, this is really only for content creators. Because this is the only thing that, that, that you know, we care about this. Everybody else, y'all can go to sleep. But I need all the content creators to understand how they run these ads. This is what's this is what they've been doing since the apocalypse. It's an auction going to the highest bidder. That's illegal. But come on, let the white man tell us what, what time it is. As alleged in our complaint, for 15 years, Google has pursued a course of anti-competitive conduct that has allowed it to halt the rise of rival technologies, manipulate auction mechanics to insulate itself from competition, and force advertisers and publishers to use its tools. Yeah. In so doing, Google has engaged in exclusionary conduct to severely weaken, if not destroy, competition in the ad tech industry. Yeah. As detailed in our complaint, we allege that Google's anti-competitive conduct extends to three significant elements of the digital ad buying process. And here we go. First, Google controls the technology used by nearly every major website publisher wait, to wait. offer advertising. Run it back, sir. Run it back. Extends to three significant elements of the digital ad buying process. First, Google controls the technology used by nearly every major website publisher to offer advertising space for sale. Second, Google controls the leading tool used by advertisers to buy that advertising space. And third, Google controls the largest ad exchange that matches publishers and advertisers together each time that ad space Pay is sold. attention. They're breaking down the entire scheme. It's a scheme. Oh, it's dastardly. As a result of this scheme, website creators earn less and advertisers pay more. That means that fewer publishers are able to offer internet users content without subscriptions, paywalls, or other forms of monetization. Listen, you think these ad companies, agencies, wouldn't like to pay less? You understand? They want to cut costs as well. This is, this is a shakedown. This is a shakedown. This is a shakedown. Our complaint alleges that Google has violated Section 2 of the Sherman Antitrust Act by monopolizing the market for the technology used by publishers to offer ads on their websites, monopolizing or attempting to monopolize the ad exchange market, and monopolizing the market for the ad network technology that advertisers use to buy digital advertising space. Our complaint also alleges that Google has unlawfully tied its ad exchange and its publisher ad server in violations of Section 1 and 2 of the Sherman Act. And finally, we allege that the United States, as an advertiser, has incurred damages by reason of Google's violations of the antitrust laws. In addition to the declaratory relief, our complaint seeks damages and the divestiture of certain Google ad tech products. It also seeks an injunction preventing Google 
from continuing to engage in the anti-competitive practices described in the complaint and any other practices with the same purpose mm -hmm. and effect as the challenge practices. I am grateful to Assistant Attorney General Jonathan Cantor, Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Doha Mekki, and the attorneys and staff at the Antitrust Division for their tireless work on this case. Monopolies threaten the free and fair markets upon which our economy is based. They stifle innovation, they hurt producers and workers, and they increase costs for consumers. Today's complaint is only the latest example of the department's work to challenge antitrust violations that undermine competition and harm the American people. No matter the industry mm -hmm. and no matter the company, the Justice Department will vigorously enforce our antitrust laws. We will aggressively protect consumers, safeguard competition, and work to ensure economic fairness and opportunity for all. I will now turn the podium over to Associate Attorney General Vinita Gupta. Let me just say this real quick. I was on the panel, I was on Reg's panel a couple weeks ago, and I had some nigga in the, in the chat try to debate me on on who regulates Google. I said nobody. There's no government entity that regulates Google. There's there is none. There's no governing body that tells YouTube or Google what to do with how it runs its operations to the point where the DOJ has to step in like I, dummies, man, dummies, dummies. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's let the nice Indian lady tell us what time it is. Thank you. I want to reiterate the attorney general's thanks to the leadership and staff of the antitrust division for all their Kelly. That's so funny. You said that. Shout out to RBR. Let me give RBR his flowers right now. Now, do I think they're going to get, they're going to, you know, overturn this shit and all the YouTubers going to get hundreds of millions of dollars in back pay? No. But RBR was the first and only person to say what Google has, has been doing, or YouTube rather, is illegal. He's been saying this for quite some time. A lot of people have laughed at him and dismissed his claims. I salute RBR. He was ahead of the curve. He saw what they were doing was wrong. Now, we ain't going to get a check for two, three, four million dollars in back pay for this. No. But he was right. Shout out to RBR. Y'all, somebody tag RBR. Tell him I give him his flowers. I salute that man. Even though he batshit crazy, I fucks with RBR on this. He was right. Shout out to RBR. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Don't do it like that. Come on, Nick. Give him his flowers. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Give him his <laughs> Two things can be right at the same time. <laughs> Nick is a fool with it. He is a goofball, but for di for tonight only, he's not a goofball. <laughs> he's not a goofball. Hey, hey, Nick, what they say in the military today? You're not a maggot. <laughs> hey. Hey, what gunnery sergeant say today you are not a maggot <laughs> work to advance robust competition and to ensure that the American people have equal opportunity in the marketplace I'd like to, to take a few moments to put this complaint into context at its core antitrust is about economic justice and today's landmark action against Google underscores that it is a priority of this justice department to fight the abuse of market power we know that free and fair competition is essential to economic freedom and we know that anti-competitive conduct threatens innovation, weakens workers' rights, and stifles free expression. When any company, including a big technology company, violates the antitrust laws, our economy and our democracy suffer. 
Today's complaint is a perfect example of why competition matters. Americans rely on the internet for news and for community. And advertising revenue is essential for publishers to produce and share ideas and writings. But we allege that Google has captured that revenue for its own profits and punished publishers who sought out alternatives. Those actions have weakened the free and open internet and increased advertising costs for businesses and for the United States government, including for our military. Today's complaint is just one example of the department's broader efforts to root out anti-competitive behavior, regardless of how and where it may arise. Just a few months ago, the antitrust division scored a critical win for authors by blocking a merger of two major publishing houses, Penguin Random House and Simon & Schuster. The merger would have substantially lessened authors' compensation for their work and diminished opportunities for new authors to tell new stories. That merger was one of five that have been blocked or abandoned as a result of the division's wor recent work. Other abandoned mergers, er, mergers include two that would have strained the global supply chain by decreasing competition for shipping materials. And the Penguin Random House case is just one example of the department's efforts to protect workers. This past summer, we secured an $85 million payment from poultry companies to settle allegations that they fixed workers' wages and benefits. Damn. We've also reinvigorated criminal enforcement of the Sherman Act, including prosecutions for criminal wage fixing, labor market allocation, bid rigging, and procurement fraud. And we have acted to ensure that corporate directors do not sit on competing boards, reviving a vital and underenforced rule of antitrust law. Okay. Now, what people, for those that did, did you just, if you just, if you caught what she said, a lot of times competing companies will have members on each other's boards. Apple and Disney did this. Apple and Disney still do this to this day. But what what Disney or what Disney will go, is going to do, what Bob Iger is going to do, is sell off chunks of Disney. So when Apple buys Disney, uh, it does not fall under any um, viola any any anti merger violations, right? Because if they try to merge right now, it's too big. They would be breaking the Sherman trust, the, the Sherman trust uh, trust. But what Bob Iger is going to do is sell off bits and pieces of Disney. They get rid of Hulu, get rid of ESPN, um, and keep Disney un and, and Marvel. And then Apple will eventually buy Disney. They say by 2026, 2025 at the earliest. And then eventually also Warner Brothers 2 will also be sold off. David Zaslav was brought in to basically water down, lower the... the the, the, the value of Warner Brothers with these piss poor decisions and eventually Warner Brothers will also be sold off but the, the Apple buying Disney it's going to happen Apple buying Disney is going to happen it won't be the Disney mon monster it is now it will be bits and pieces chunked, chunked off and sold off but it's going to happen so that's what I when she said that that caught my that caught my attention because that's what exactly what uh, matter of fact it was uh, Jobs and uh, who's the other guy? They both sat on each other's boards. Jobs sat at on uh, uh, on Disney at one point, and then whoever from Apple was on the Disney board, and vice versa. And they're very, very good friends. It was Bob Iger and who who who's it? The Apple guy, whatever. It was that guy, and they were close friends, and they share secrets and they critique each other's business models and practices. And so they've been doing this cross-board shit forever in a day. All right, I'm, I'm getting along with it. Let, let, let's let Benita talk. These efforts by the antitrust division are only a snapshot of the broader work happening across the department to advance economic justice, protect workers' rights, and ensure fair prices for products that we use and rely on, like health insurance, airline tickets, and food for our families. 
Today's suit against Google exemplifies that we will continue to marshal our resources across divisions to promote competition and protect American workers and consumers. I'll now turn it over to Assistant Attorney General Jonathan Cantor, who will speak more about the details of our complaint. Good afternoon. Thank you, Attorney General Garland and Associate Attorney General Gupta. As alleged in our complaint, in late 2016, a Google digital advertising executive asked the following question in an internal email exchange. Quote, is there a deeper issue with us owning the platform, the exchange, and the huge network? The analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange, unquote. The answer to Google's rhetorical question is yes, Indeed, there is a deeper issue, and that issue is the Sherman Antitrust Act. Google's alleged misconduct amounts to numerous violations of the United States antitrust laws, and that is precisely why we are here today. The lawsuit we have filed today seeks to hold Google to account for what we allege are its longstanding monopolies in digital advertising technologies that content creators use to sell ads and advertisers use to buy ads on the open internet. In the complaint, the department alleges that Google engaged in 15 years mm. of sustained conduct that had and continues to have the effect of driving out rivals, diminishing competition, inflating advertising costs, reducing website publisher revenues, stymieing innovation, and flattening our public marketplace of ideas. The complaint filed today alleges that Google engaged in a pattern of acquisitions to obtain market dominance and once it had obtained that dominance, a series of exclusionary acts to expand and to entrench its monopoly power. Here are just five examples. Okay. First, locking in content creators through tying arrangements. Oh, Second. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's the first thing you said. Content creators. Content creators. I'll run it back. Content creators. Once again, if you're not a content creator, this doesn't matter to you. You don't care about this. But if you're on the other side of things, you very much will give a fuck about this matters. This matters. Let's go. It had obtained that dominance, a series of exclusionary acts to expand and to entrench its monopoly power. Uh oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, I don't, I don't know of Aquazi's channel, but shout out to Aquazi 100. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me give a crazy 100 his flowers as well he's done a breakdown on how much uh, alphabet makes from ad contracts oh and how certain portions aren't taxable oh that's wild shout out to a crazy 100 for sure for sure for sure shout out to all the, the real whistleblowers yeah yeah all right let's go power here are just five examples first locking in content creators through tying arrangements second manipulating auctions, including by giving itself a first look and then a last look advantage over competing wow. ad exchanges. Third, blocking industry participants from using rivals technology and punishing those that, that tried. Means you can't promote other plat. You know what? Let's go. The man with the glasses is talking. That means you're done. When the man with the glasses is talking, he done went through <laughs> every, every lawn statue. <laughs> you're guilty. Fourth, amassing and abusing troves of its rivals' bidding data. And fifth, depriving customers of choice by degrading the quality of Google's own products. Mm, mm, mm. Because Google dominates every part of the ad tech industry, it has the power to impose a surcharge on display advertising transactions, 
an industry where billions of dollars are transacted via instantaneous auctions each year in the US. Google's own documents estimate that it keeps on average at least 30 cents of each advertising dollar that flows through Google's ad tech tools. 30 cents of every dollar, every ad dollar, they get 30 cents. And then on top of that, they get what what they get what they get out of us YouTubers, they get 30 cents on the dollar from, from us as well. Jeezy peace. For some transactions and for certain customers, Google keeps significantly more. In addition to the harm that Google inflicts on content creators and online advertisers, okay. the lawsuit alleges that Google's conduct has also harmed the United States government, including the US Army. Google's alleged anti-competitive conduct over the last 15 years is perhaps best explained through the words of Google's own employees mm. and documents, which are quoted extensively in the department's complaint. Here are just five examples. Okay. First, a Google employee characterized Google's ad exchange as, quote, an author authoritarian intermediary. Second, a senior Google executive conceded that switching ad servers for publishers is, quote, a nightmare that, quote, takes an act of God. Third, a Google employee described the company's scheme to pay publishers $3 billion yearly by restricting access to Google ads and, quote, overcharging advertisers. Fourth. Wow. You think ads, ad, you think advertisers want to pay? They, they would love to come to smaller channels and pay next to nothing for <laughs> to advertise with smaller channels. Are you kidding me? They can pay 10 content creators with 10,000 subs as opposed to just focus on just one. My God, let's go. A Google manager made it clear that, quote, our goal should be all or nothing. Use Google's ad exchange or don't get access to our advertiser demand. And fifth, a Google executive detailed the company's steps to, quote, dry out rivals. For more than two centuries, advertising in this country has funded newspapers and other avenues of free expression. Revenue from advertising has provided critical support for content creation, the sharing of information, the exchange of viewpoints, which promote a free and vibrant and healthy society. Wait, Hatch Dragon, they, they're not ready for that. They're not ready for that conversation. They're not ready for that. I, 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 they're not ready for that. That's, a, that's another, that's next level. <laughs> the antitrust division, and I'm so proud of this, has a storied history of safeguarding competition in offline media, from music to broadcasting to publishing. It is now just as important, if not more, to protect competition in the digital marketplace of ideas, where powerful network effects make monopoly power even more durable and harmful, and the abuses by companies with monopoly power, like Google, even more pernicious. pernicious. In closing, I would like to thank the unbelievably hardworking, dedicated, talented, an extremely awesome staff of the antitrust division whose tireless efforts to untangle the complex web of Google's alleged conduct resulted in today's filing. I am also deeply pleased to thank the attorneys general of California, Colorado, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and of course the Commonwealth so of Virginia. States that are backing uh, this, that have joined together with the DOJ to go after Google. All right, let's go and their extremely talented staffs. We've enjoyed an excellent and constructive working relationship with our partners at the State Attorneys General. And I'd also like to thank the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of Virginia, who will, enjoy us, who will join us in filing this important and historic case. Thank you, wow. and I look forward to your answering your questions. 
Today is truly a historic moment. Um, I was wondering uh, whether there, and for, forgive me if it's already in, in the complaint, but if there will be efforts to pursue specific individuals in relation to these violations beyond the corporate entity being Google itself. Uh, and uh, aside from that, uh, it was mentioned that the, this sort of alleged monopolistic control of the market uh, was reached also by a series of previous uh, acquisitions. And I was wondering if there... Okay, let's do this. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. So Sinatra, let's, let's go see what Sinatra is talking about. I mean, this is the trolling show tonight. We are trolling tonight. So let's go see what Sinatra is talking about. Let's go see what he's talking about. I need to really close out some of these tabs, y'all. I just feel like I'm going to miss something, you know? I really am. I really have become a digital hoarder. Like, I've really become a digital hoarder. What is this? What is this? Uh, I really don't do restream. Do we care about the girl that stabbed her grandfather? Nah, not really. Okay, let's go see what Sinatra is talking about. Sinatra YouTube. Peace, peace, family. Hey, every time I hear niggas say peace, peace, I just be like, man, <laughs> you one of those types. <laughs> Every time I hear somebody say peace, peace, I'm like, I don't know, bro, about you. I don't know about you. I got to watch you. Oh, wait, what the hell? Sonnetter TV, is that what it is? Hold on, y'all. We going to find it. Nope, that's not it. Is it Sonnetter Studios? I think we found it. Oh, we found it. Uh-oh. 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 Who is he talking about backstabbing ninjas? Uh-oh. Oh, Chris Harris... Stinky Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor Imported foreign threads They ain't got it to store Nubian Kush Black top pottery jars 39% THC The quality pure Old rapper try to That is the instrumental to uh, T-O-N-Y <laughs> For those that are like What song is that? That is T-O-N-Y Capone Noriega Yo, I think my neighbors can hear me my windows, my windows open. Is it, is it still? Is it Brother Polite, I say I'm animalistic because I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol. Is he making a gun with a book? Is he making a. Is he, this is the perfect segue to my old heads hip hop. This is why hip hop is always going to be for children. Look at these old. This old nigga here, God killer. What is this madness, Chris? Chris, I blame you for this. I blame you for this. Y'all see this nonsense? Is he still playing music? Chemical rain. Okay, you know what? We'll come back to this. Let's finish up with the DOJ. We'll come back to uh. We'll come back to Sonnetter. I think this is a little bit more important. But let's go. Let's go. Come on also be sort of an uh, additional focus on trying perhaps to uh, seek a form of sort of 
divestiture when it comes to those uh, acquisitions, or if it's now sort of too long gone to, to try to pursue that? Yeah, so the complaint only alleges the corporate entity as the defendant, is that right? And uh, with respect to the second question, the complaint does seek uh, divestiture, uh, part of the ad tech, at least part of the ad tech um, um, uh, stack, uh, the three parts that uh, we've been talking about today. Uh, could you address why justice has filed this suit when there's a similar suit already out there uh, filed by Texas and other states? And could you perhaps um, explain a little bit how the complaint might be different if it is from the uh, Texas uh, lawsuit? Yeah, so on the first part, the Clayton Act, Section 4, permits the United States to file suit, particularly seek damages in a circumstance where it is itself an advertiser and, and, and has, has harm. So that's the explanation for that. It's our responsibility. I'd be happy to turn over to Jonathan and talk about the second question. Sure. Thank you. First and foremost, we conducted our own investigation, and that yes. investigation occurred over many years and Listen, involved. If this man's on the case, you're guilty. <laughs> this is who I want. You know, if I go to if I go to a legal war with, I want him on my team. Like, <laughs> if this guy is in it, you're guilty. <laughs> uh, investigation in meticulous uh, detail by the antitrust division staff and the staff of attorneys general. That resulted in, I have it here today, a complaint that's nearly 150 pages. And in these 150 pages, we detail many facts, many episodes that individually and in the aggregate have maintained numerous monopolies. And so we um, uh, think it's extremely important that we file this case on behalf of um, the American government, the American people. Uh, and we believe that this complaint uh, has allegations that will support um, uh, uh, violations of the antitrust laws. And there is uh, numerous detail, while there may be some similarities uh, with other cases that are filed, we're focused on our case, the results of our investigation, and, um, we, uh, and we believe it paints a compelling case. Uh, so on the Google matter, um, Google points out, or, or their, their response to this appears to be that uh, the department is trying to pick winners and losers. Uh, if you would mind uh, responding to that uh, and the, the, what they believe is perhaps a threat to innovation uh, as a result of uh, actions like this. Uh, and if I could follow up with you, Attorney General, since you're at the mic, um, the former Vice President Pence uh, has turned over documents that were found at his home in Indiana to the FBI. There's now a review, we understand. I'm, I'm wondering whether you believe the Justice Department uh, should uh, approach these uh, cases, which seems to be a, a widespread problem of handling of, of classified information uh, differently. Uh, when people come forward with, with these uh, fines, uh, should there be immediately a criminal investigation or is there something else that should be done as a result of this, since this seems to be a, uh, a lot of them? So on the first question, we don't pick winners or losers. We pick those who violate the antitrust laws. Those mm -hmm. are the people we sued. In this case, we sued Google because we believe it violated the antitrust laws. You won't be surprised with respect to the second question that I give the same answer I usually give, which is I'm unable to comment on your question. Uh, Mr. Grant, I'll give you another opportunity not to comment on that question. Thank you. I've been looking forward to <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the re Our reporting on uh, the recovery of the documents at Mr. Pence's residence seems to indicate that the Department of Justice was involved at the very uh, start. Um, can you give us a sense as to whether or not um, this uh, incident is being preliminarily investigated with an eye towards appointing a special counsel or assigning this to an existing special counsel. And as a follow-up question, just in the broader sense, you do weigh in on issues of policy. In the newspaper business, we say that one episode is a, is a, is a story and three is a trend. Um, do you think there needs to be a policy change, either in the regulatory sphere or in a statutory sphere, to address what, what seems to be this difficulty of presidents and vice presidents retaining classified material. Mm -hmm. Well, as you expect, I'm afraid my answer is going to have yeah, to be that I'm unable to right comment on this. Great, thank you all. All right. If you're a content creator, you better get, get behind the government on this, the DOJ 
and those eight states mentioned that have come together to collectively sue Google for all types of grievous ad, uh, monopolizing ad revenue and spaces and oh it's a mess it's a mess okay um let me see sign editor is he, is he still doing sign editor shit let me check real quick let me check let's see what they okay oh look oh it's cute butter <laughs> so they're like yo these dudes is hating on me because they see i got female they hate me because of this the community got to come to terms some mature forms of critique is not hate it's a form of protection and when people are telling to beware of these freaking scamming charlatan predators y'all stop we have to find a way to get y'all to listen you know, I mean, we got to find a way to get y'all to listen. So I think that's one of the first parts. How does the community deal with the conversation of somebody using the defense mechanisms to protect their predatorial behaviors? Bruh, the whole the conscious community is strife with predators. That's where the predators go for safety. This is where the predators go for safety. What do you, what do you mean? They, 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 they get into the groups some are some are propped up as leaders i mean come on man how many decades of just weirdos is is the conscious community just you know inundated with like infiltrated with not even infiltration like the majority of these motherfuckers are weirdos this is this is a circular argument y'all these cats are gonna be talking. Come on, talking. who wanna follow up on that? Who wanna um you know add no, on? I agree. And and I yeah, is... I agree. Hey, hey Jamel, yeah, it's definitely a cost. It's the number one. It is. Go ahead. Um, but that's you know, the abuse of it, though. I understand that process. Oh no, yes, you... everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Right. Everything in moderation. You see, how I did that for you, right? I don't play. I that. appreciate that. Oh. Nah, these cats ain't talking about shit, man. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Let's get let's get the old heads and hip hop. Let's get to these old heads and hip hop. Who, who, who do I go? Where do I go first? Where do I go first? Let me see. Who is this? Okay, Justice Department got that out the way. Boom. Uh, okay, got that out the way. Boom. Okay, what is this? What clip is this? What clip is this? Okay, hold up. Okay, we're gonna move that later. Let's move this over here. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, what clip is this? What is this? Oh, you know what? <laughs> hey, this is this is what homeboy was re was referring to, man. Uh, Shabazz, this is what he was referring to, y'all. If my daughter give her back to me, please. Now, now, I felt this shit though. This is real shit though. This is real shit. This is what I, this is what I would tell Minimi's fiance. Like nigga, if you bring her back, damaged. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If one day you ever have a change of heart, that you don't love my daughter anymore, please don't hurt her. Just bring her back to me. Give it back to me. 
hip-hop thing we're gonna get to the hip-hop we get into hip-hop but we're gonna get to some stupid hip-hop rhetoric I, i'm once again y'all are not gonna convince me that hip-hop is not the genre for children it is a genre for children peter pan the the most fucked up thing in the ugk contract was there was a death slash jail clause in my contract which stated that if one of us died or if one of us went to jail, that we could replace that member, but at a lower percentage rate. And I was actually asked if I wanted to exercise this clause when Pimp C went to jail. Mm. And this was put in there by the Jive lawyers? Yes, or by your this lawyer? was in the original contract I signed in 90, 1992. A death clause. And I could replace my dead friend, but at a lower rate. That's a cold game. It's a cold game. I mean, labels gotta protect their interests. Like, come on. All right, now here, here we're gonna go with the with the uh, hip hop. Listen, I'm sorry. You can bring you can sit Killer Mike in front of me, and he can he can craft the most eloquent reasons as to why hip hop is anything but child's play. Sorry, it's not gonna work. Let's get to it. Styles P. Y'all like this this dude. I don't care for Styles P, whatever the case may be, but he just this shit here. Boy, y'all just y'all wanna be <laughs> y'all wanna be young so bad. It makes no sense. Let's go. So okay, wait. So we get blinded by what they wanted us to okay, hip hop. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, here, ready? Here we go. And uh, I was just at lunch with, with a bunch of people, and this guy who's a little younger than us said who loves hip hop. He said, I don't think we were really talking about Jay-Z and Nas. He's like, I don't think there should be any rappers over 40. Once you get to 40, you should just hang it up. How old was he? Yeah, this person is probably about 40, 45. And, and what race is he? Oh, black. Black and a real hip hop fan. See, but, now I'm gonna tell you something that he doesn't know. Subconsciously, uh-huh. he's brainwashed without understanding that. Mm. He is brainwashed without understanding what, what do you that. Mean? What other genre of music does a musician stop at 40? No, 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 no. First things first. Rappers, MCs are not musicians. First things first. First things first. Hip-hop, rappers, MCs, you're not musicians. That's the first thing. Second thing is um, only in hip-hop where you can find a bunch uh, a demographic of, of men still aspiring that's the key word we, we need to focus on aspiring to be MCs okay now I can bring up the white dude from uh, what's his name that got this, 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 this song that just blew up out of nowhere he wasn't aspiring to be famous or to be a, a country star he just put out a record and it took off Right, there's a big difference. 
and when and then when those old heads and other genres kind of do make it they weren't aspiring their backstories was well i was working a job and someone got a hold of my record and it's and it went on from there no only in hip-hop do mofos still aspire to be an artist big fucking difference let's continue not name rock, it not rock and not roll. rock and roll not jazz not r&b not country not r&b but rappers have to stop at 40 the the newest youngest genre out of all of the genres now we have to stop at 40 why does he think that because he's programmed now from listen to this now listen no digital styles people this is some dumb nigga shit this is some dumb nigga rhetoric this is some like some red pill rhetoric yeah this is where i hear this shit from red pill uh, at the age of 40 is when your life and everything starts to kind of fall into place for you uh, okay come on living in the, in the hood that you have to achieve certain things by 40 you have to achieve certain things in your 20s and 30 subconsciously this is what he's probably thinking instead of thinking like as a just a regular black man as a regular human being a lot of people don't even start Getting into their their mind mm. and their proper brainwave and thoughts and patterns and knowing themselves until they're in their late forties. Or you know where I heard that shit from? Egypt, the uh, Kemetian, Kemetian science. That this this is where that, that rhetoric comes from. Kemetian science. Years ago, right when Kemetians was the wave and it was you know, Kemet, 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 Kemet. All they kept saying was, "Yo, you go, you know, you go into the you go into the pyramid uh, universities, the pyramid schools at the age of forty, right? At the age of forty is when you go to the pyramids to go learn to become a master teacher, all that learn all the unlearned things you didn't know about at the age of forty. That's where this shit comes from. This is commission Kemet shit. So you mean to tell me at forty, <laughs> you still get a pass to kind of try to figure it out?" If, for you to grow into your own as an artist, as a potential artist, do, do y'all understand how dumb Styles P sounds and why I don't respect hip hop? Fifty. So why stop if you never thought that about any other genre? It's been subconsciously brainwashed to think we have to have a a, a certain window, or we have to be in a certain box, or mm. we have to start doing certain things. Everything with rap gets put in a box because children play in toy boxes because children play in toy boxes that's why hip-hop is in a box it's for children it's for children that come out of broken homes no daddies financial economic blight poverty it's for children that's it that's all Stop trying to make hip-hop something more than what it is. It will never be seen on, on the same levels as rock, jazz, country, blues. It will never be seen in that light. It will never be seen in that light. Never. Ever. Ever. That the whole world, rest of the world, doesn't have to live by. But somehow us, the genre that the whole world takes from, has to be. It I mean, doesn't make I any think, sense. I think it's infantilizing to hip hop to think only young people can make this. That's, that's I have, I have no the demographics, the record sales, the ticket sales tell us what 
It's a young person's genre. Please don't give me the same uber 1% of old hip hop artists that, that are able to tour successfully every year. You give me the same 10 niggas every year. That's all y'all got. The same 10 niggas for me every year that tour successfully. The same 10 out of thousands. Thousands of MCs and rappers. Problem with utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I have no problem with 20 something rap, but I want to hear from grown men who've been and women who've been at it for a while. No, no, I don't. I don't want to hear no 40 year old rapper his rap stories. I don't want no, no, at 40, <laughs> you should have a family and you should be doing old man shit. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to see you with twists in your hair. I don't want to see you still walking around with big ass fucking dookie gold chains and Cuban, huge Cuban links. You are pushing, you are 40 years old, sir. I'm going to need you to act accordingly. Sorry. Sorry. Hip hop is for, ch- yes, Neverland niggas. Peter Pan ass niggas. Yeah. At life for a while. Rock and roll has an older wing. Yeah. Why should we not have grown folks making grown folks? So like you you should <laughs> not be pretending I'm in the streets doing da 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 yeah. when you have juice for life. But not if you all. are talking about real life shit that's going on in your life Why as a somebody 40-something year old person. My age or older when they hear that. So what about the fans? They should no longer listen to rap? I mean, I'm, I'm a 50-year-old <laughs> fan of rap. Should- You're a lame. If you are, but you know what? To each his own. If I'm fit, you think, wow, I can't even. Okay, I'm two years from fifty. I'm two years from. What am I listening? What I listen to now? You know what I listen to right now? Oh, okay, I, I, I have to troll y'all, but I'm dead ass serious. This is what I was listening to earlier today. Hold up. Let me show y'all what I was listening to earlier today. Make you can crack all the jokes you want it's okay i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it hold up what was his name this is what i was listening to all day today where the fuck is it hold up this is what i was listening to all day today hold up hold up now, mind you, mind you, there's not too many people with a, with a, with a more extensive hip-hop background than me. You're not going to out-hip-hop me. Sorry. You're not going to out-hip-hop me. Okay? This is what I'm listening to. This is what I'm listening to today. show you how he did the record let me show you how he did the fucking record this is what i'm listening to today come on come on come on come on come on this is oh i gotta get out of here this is what i'm listening to today dead ass dead ass Oh, 
years old. I'm sorry. I'm listening to the goddamn cat song. Okay? I'm I will never be a 50-year-old fan of hip hop. I'm I'm grown. I'm grown. Nigga, I'll be 50 in two years. The fuck? Y'all kill it. Hell no. Hell to the no. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Let's continue. Let's continue. I not have people my age. Exactly. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't make sense. I feel like that's a subconscious brainwash without him really understanding that. Mm -hmm. Because no other genre, I doubt he said that about any other genre. No, no, no. And once again, all those that made it in, in the 40s and 50s from other genres were not aspiring to make it. They were not aspiring to make it. That is the difference. Only in the urban culture is when motherfuckers still aspire to be an MC past the age of 40 I don't knock it it is what it is okay no it's not even an idea to go no they should stop because actually that's like saying you should stop making money in your 40s if you're involved with music because mm -hmm. one you're supposed to make music it goes from hobby to job career mm -hmm. hobby to job to career mm -hmm. why would somebody stop their career in their 40s now John Mayer said something to me that was really interesting because he he talked about 40 as well. But he was like, before you're 40 as an artist, you should spend most of your time in the studio trying to make hits. After 40, he's like, you're probably not going to be able to make hits. Like before, you're not in touch with the younger culture the same way. So you should spend most of your time performing and, and doing shows. I think you should, as an artist, from beginning to end, you should focus your whole time on doing the art you love. I don't think even when we're talking about... Man, it's cool to, to do it as a hobby or something to play around with, but if you're still aspiring, once again, key word to my argument is aspiring. If you're still... Uh, you know, okay, perfect example. Let's take me, for example. Like everybody that, that's in the business... The majority of us started off as an artist. The if you ask 90% of people in the music business at one point tried to be an artist first. And then they real and we realized, you know what? I suck at being an artist. I love this business. I love this music. Let me find something else I can do to still be in this business. Okay? The majority of us rappers, singers, right? And we sucked at it or we got so burned out by the shit and some of us fell into the other side of the business. Period, point blank. Hits, that's... A hit's a hit. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean you thought about art when you did it. Like, as an artist, you started your artistry for yourself. To All find right. something I'm in you that sorry, Styles P. No, that's a that's a silly argument. Your point was silly. Now, now, because I'd be goddamn if Styles P is is seventy years old and he had a forty year old son talk about yo pops. I, I still I can make it pops, 
Ain't ain't no one's gonna support their grown ass ch- ch- man child at the age of forty still aspiring to be an artist. Once again, the key word I'm using to separate my de- my definition of my argument is aspire. Aspire. All the great other genres of music have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 fucking plus years since they were teenagers. You know what? Hold up. Let me just bolster my point real quick. Let me find this dude. Yeah, what's this, this dude? Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Oliver and you know let's just play let's just play his real quick. Once again, this man was not aspiring to be an artist. He's got a shitty life. This dude's life is shitty. He wasn't trying to use music as his way out. Let's go. For Anthony Guy, and what is he and where does he work? Welcome to Watch Mojo, and today we're delving into how this folk singer went from recording songs on his phone to topping the Billboard charts. What do you want? Just people to start appreciating each other for human beings and look beyond political differences and ideologies. An overnight sensation? Some may describe Oliver Anthony as an overnight success. The truth is that nobody literally achieves success overnight. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. Anthony's story is one nearly 30 years in the making. It's a tale riddled with hardships, both universal and personal. His experiences have culminated in a song that's united some and divided others. However you interpret Anthony's music, he has struck a chord with those who feel they live in the shadow of the rich men of the song's title. Once again, this man was not aspiring to get here. Rich men, the rich men, Lord knows how just wanna have total control. Oliver Anthony was born Christopher Anthony Lunsford in the early 90s. His stage name derived from his grandfather, Oliver Anthony, who grew up thinking that his legal name was Anthony Oliver until he tracked down his birth certificate. So your real name is not Oliver? Cri- yeah, Christopher a- Christopher Anthony Lunsford is my real legal name. The senior Anthony was raised against a Depression-era backdrop in America's Appalachia region. In addition to his grandfather, Lunsford's stage name serves as a tribute to the 1930s when his elders lived on dirt floors with several mouths to feed. It's just special to me. Um, he was He's like the only other one in the family like me. Most of our family's like average height, six feet and under, but he and I were both, you know, six six, red-headed, left-handed. Like I just, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I just, uh, I, th- I thought it was special to kind of respect him. His grandfather's upbringing would reflect Oliver Anthony's financial struggles in 21st century America. Before he was a songwriter, a 17-year-old Anthony dropped out of high school in 2010. Anthony later attained a GED from Spruce Pine, North Carolina. Once again, not one time in this man's story will they, will he allude to him aspiring to be uh, a, a a country western star. Not one time. Let's go. While living in the Old North State, he worked in a McDowell County paper mill six days a week, earning $14.50 per hour. And I meet a lot of awesome people every day. This man fell off, fell, hit his head, all types, he, shitty ass story. Let's go. Okay. Even back when I, back when I did work in the factory, you know, I sing about selling my soul. Following a work-related injury in 2013, Anthony moved back to his home in Virginia. Due to the fractured skull from his fall, he had to go six months without work. As an outside sales employee, Anthony spent the next decade visiting factories and job sites, meeting blue-collar workers across Virginia to the Carolinas region. And the universal thing I see is that it's like no matter how hard they push and, and how much effort they put into whatever it is they're doing, they just can't quite get ahead. Anthony claims to have noticed a trend in working-class America. He says, quote, people are so damn tired of being neglected, divided, and manipulated. I want to be a voice for those people, and not just them. I, 
just humans in general and some of the struggles and the battles that they go through. Anthony could relate to these frustrations, paying off a $97,500 property fee in 2019 with $60,000 still owed. Things were things were obviously not good for a lot of people and um and in some respects I was one of those people. Anthony bought a 27-foot camper off Craigslist for $750, providing Wait. He bought a camper for his wife and kids. Y'all, I don't think y'all understand. Off Craigslist for $750, providing a roof for his wife and two kids. In a wife and kids, he bought a camper. Do you understand? This man bought a camper for his wife and kids. Not one time was this man aspiring to use music to offset his poverty. This man, how many of y'all, if you bought your wife and kids a camper, that woman would leave you. The majority of us, if we bought our wife a camper for her and two kids, the wife would leave us. The wife would leave us. You think my wife gonna, <laughs> baby, Um, we lost the house, but I bought you this camper for you and whoever. This woman gonna leave me, man. This woman gonna leave me. In addition to struggling to make ends meet, Anthony grappled with mental health and alcohol use issues for five years. Songwriting provided an outlet for Anthony to express himself. Whereas his grandfather gave him a stage name, Anthony's love of music can be traced back to his grandmother, who was in a band. I've been playing guitar and singing on and off since I was a kid. Like, my, my grandma was in a band years ago. Watching Dukes of Hazard with his grandma growing up, he was drawn to the way Waylon Jennings played guitar. I used to sit with my grandma and we'd sit and watch Dukes of Hazard and watch Waylon Jennings pick that guitar. Of course, I had no idea who Waylon Jennings was, but that just, like, I just fell in love with that. Anthony's grand Grandma continued to educate him about artists like Janis Joplin. Although Anthony performed in front of friends, he didn't see music as something he could pursue professionally. Okay, come on. He finally decided to put himself out there with Ain't Got a Dollar, a tune about taking pleasure in life even when your wallet is empty. Anthony uploaded the song to YouTube on September 21st, 2022. It would be the first of several self-released songs that he recorded on his mobile phone. Behind the scenes, Anthony's battle with his inner demons persisted, at one point having what he called a, quote, breakdown moment. I had sort of gotten to a point in my life where even things that I, I did care about didn't mean anything to me anymore. Despite not being the most religious person, Anthony asked God to help him achieve his dream on the road to sobriety. After almost 30 days of being sober, Anthony received an offer from the YouTube and TikTok music channel Radio WV. Someone sent Oliver's music to me. His name was Johnny Pettis from Missouri, and I knew from the moment I heard Oliver that he was special, that God was speaking through him. The Rise of Rich Men North of Richmond Draven Reif co-founded Radio WV in 2018, although the channel didn't pick up significant steam until he reached out to Anthony. Draven from Radio WV, he hit me up on like a Thursday and uh, was really interested in doing some stuff. Through a friend from Missouri, Reif learned about Anthony's music, asking him to record a song for the channel. That song evolved into Rich Men North of Richmond, which Anthony initially wasn't that enthusiastic about. Two days before recording, Anthony was only halfway through writing. He basically threw the rest together in about three and a half hours, going through the song. Wasn't even trying. Wasn't even trying. Do you understand? The man wasn't even trying. Ah, fuck it. I'll just throw some shit together. 
straight into recording from there. So we threw the second half together the day, the day of filming. The country song has lyrics touching on low income, hunger, inflation, and the idea of politicians failing to look out for the everyman. Anthony had reservations about the song, feeling that he wasn't the right performer for such an anthem. Yet Rich Men North of Richmond became an unprecedented breakout sensation. I knew it was going to be a great song as far as, you know, skyrocketing. No, I didn't think it was going to happen a day later. Hitting YouTube on August 8th, 2023, Anthony's first professional recording gained more than 5 million views in three days. People like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Joe Rogan and country singer John Rich also helped raise the song's profile. By August 26, 2023, Rich Men North of Richmond ascended to the summit of the Billboard Hot 100, a first for a debut artist with no past history on the charts. Now, now the kicker is, because I remember last month, the labels were throwing him stupid amounts of money, 10, 20, 30 million dollar record deals. Okay, they were offering him up to 30 million dollars for a record deal. Feet in the ground, cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. This would bring attention to Anthony's other music, with Ain't Got a Dollar, I Want to Go Home, and I've Got to Get Sober, all placing on the Hot Country Songs chart. I gotta get sober. Rich Men has broken the most records, though, also being the first male solo to debut number one on the Hot Country Songs and Hot 100, all without any radio play. The song's surprise success has been compared to The Sound of Freedom, which became an unexpected box office hit months earlier. This is why I operate black. I want to hear so many copyrights. <laughs> Have a nice flight, Timothee. As both touch upon child trafficking. Both have also proven divisive, with some feeling that they cater to the far right. The lyric, the obese milk and welfare, has proven especially contentious, drawing criticism from actor Rain Wilson. And then there was uh, Dwight from The Office. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> chimed in that if he was going to write a cultural anthem, what did he say? Something like he wouldn't write about o- overweight people on welfare. No, no, no. No. Not that I would prefer to listen to this. The only point that I'm trying to make is only in our culture and only in and, and for the record, he turned down those record deals. Now, I'm sure he has something else in the works. But uh, my point is only in our community is where we aspire. Okay, we aspire. But yeah, I, I listen to the cat song and I have no shame. That shit is funny as hell. It's creative. As, I, I'm, I listen to the cat song. So judge me all you want. Um, I guess we can wrap this thing with Angel Kelly we'll wrap this thing with Angel Kelly talking about Tupac and then we'll get out of here oh I've been on for two and a half hours shit I wasn't trying to trying to um so he's made um roughly 350 grand this year so far since his song's been released but the equipment came from the dude it wasn't his equipment from what I from what I read. That fair use shit don't work. That's a joke. It's a joke. That's a joke. But let's get to uh, Angel Kelly. We'll wrap this thing up and I'm going to get up out of here because it's my snack time. I need something to snack on. Let's go. From the uh, late 80s, early 90s, really not too far past 1990, um, I was uh, fortunate to become an adult star because I was the first black female to be used in all white videos. And this, all right. So we'll do like half an hour. We'll do a part one and a part two. So we'll do part one. We'll do a half an hour. 
because I'm not going to listen to this for an hour, y'all, even when sped up. Would have been after 35 millimeter going into the video age, VHS. Um, I had that fortune, I don't know, timing is everything, to go into the business in 1986 is when I shot my first movies. Um, and I retired from the business in 1991, <laughs> shooting over 200 films. Um, after that, I danced on the road, did an awful lot of different autograph signings, traveled, met a lot of different people. Um, and now I'm just a private citizen in the United States. Although I do have my account on Twitter, um, AK Enterprises. And uh, I keep in contact with an awful lot of my fans. I, I would have thought after over 20 years ago, people would forget about me. But uh, I post a picture and it's amazing the responses and the folks that reach out to you and show you a whole lot of love. So uh, I can start by saying that I went back to the business after I left in 1991. And uh, this would have been 1996. I thought I might go back and see about returning, making a comeback and seeing what kind of money I could make. And um, when I went there, it just was not as receptive. And when I say receptive, I'm not saying that people weren't, wow, Angel, nice to see you again. I heard all of that, but I didn't hear that money I thought I could make in the adult business. But it was different for a black film star. I was the first black successful film star in the business, opening the door, being the first at everything I did. Um, but when it came back to making that money that a lot of the white female stars were making, that was not happening. Bruh. So um, I was kind of skeptical. And that's where I Bruh. ran into actually a person who invited me to the Soul Train Awards. This Bruh. would have been in March 1996. <laughs> and um, afterwards, we were sitting in his truck and um, this gentleman rode up in a white Rolls Royce right next to us. And he said, hey, there's my friend Pac. And I said, what? Your friend Pac? This is right after All Eyes on Me just came out. This is in 1996, and I was just a big fan. Oh, my God. Tupac, seriously? And he was sitting right next to us uh, in a white Rolls Royce wearing all white. And um, he he spoke to my friend. Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Da, 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 da. And I'm just like melting inside. I mean, I could feel myself getting wet. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Tupac is right there. Um, and he said, yeah, man, guess who I have right here sitting next to me? And oh, and he said, I got Angel Kelly here. And he said, Angel. And I just like, hi, like some little country bunkin. <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. I was just in awe. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Hey, where y'all going? Why don't you follow us? We're all riding to a, he was going to another spot down in L.A. Uh, where he was supposed to uh, perform. And he said, why don't y'all just follow? And so we all rode. And he had um, some guys in a green, um, a green Rolls Royce, and he had some, and I think, was that uh, Snoop and a green Rolls Royce? So he had the white, one was red, one was green. Everybody, and I mean, the the posse line from this is at the Santa Monica Santa Monica Hangar Airport is where he had been performing after the Soul Train Awards. There was like a. a caravan like two miles long I, I promise it was just like car after car after car after car and so my friend got in line and we all followed but uh i kept thinking oh my gosh i'm gonna get to meet and talk to Pac. i mean we met but now i'm gonna get to really talk to him after seeing him perform at the santa monica airport you know 
um, well, it wasn't the airport. It was a hangar, you know, the Santa Monica airport. And there was a hangar and he was doing a little concert with Snoop Dogg there. And uh, I was just in absolute awe, just loving Tupac. In any case, I was going to have the opportunity to meet him. And I was truly excited, really, really blessed. And uh, or at least that's what I thought. When we got to downtown L.A. area, it was just packed, bumper to bumper. You really couldn't even get into where the club was that he was supposed to be performing. And all of a sudden, they said that they weren't letting anybody else in. And my whole dream just went totally down the toilet. I was like, wow, I'm so bumming. I'm bumming. Well, at least I got to see him. I got to meet him across the car. And uh, my friend said, well, let's go back to my place. He lived in Hollywood. Okay, so we go back to Hollywood, to his apartment, and I was staying in Huntington Beach with a friend uh, on vacation, of course. And um, we come out of the, okay, you know how they have the apartments and they have the garages underneath the apartment? And they come out in in Hollywood. In any case, uh, we parked his vehicle and we came up out of the uh, garage and it was up on a hill, like off of Hollywood Boulevard, you know, how it kind of goes up a hill, each of the streets. And um, all of a sudden I see this car coming up the hill and we were standing on the sidewalk in front of his building. And I I was kind of like, wow, you know, who is that? You know, Uh, because when we met Pot, you know, he was surrounded with people. Everybody was, you know, all around him, lots of security on top of that when we were in Santa Monica. Uh, he was never alone, but all of a sudden I realized it's a white convertible coming up the hill, and it was a white Rolls Royce. And I mean, it was him. And he was all alone. He didn't have any security, any friends, anybody, just him in that white Rolls Royce. And we had just left that club that we couldn't get in. You know, I was just like in absolute shock. I promise you, I mean, this is like a dream that Pac was here. And he said, hey, man, where can I park this car? And he parked it inside the garage of the building. Okay. And when we went up to my friend's apartment with my friend, and um, that's when I got to meet him, get to know him personally. Um, we went upstairs and, you know, we, of course, we started partying, playing music. And yes, we were drinking Hennessy. And he made a phone call. I remember that he made a phone call and someone delivered some weed over there. And we all sat down, terrible. of course, smoking. Now it's just my friend and me terrible, and Pac. There terrible. was nobody else there. Nobody else was there, just the three of us. And so he was just like, <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I want you to know this. He was such a fan. And I was a fan. I mean, I just loved Pac, especially after All Eyes on Me came out. I mean, you know, that was a big double seller. Um, it hadn't even been out a couple months when I met him. And, um, he told me he was a fan of mine. And I can believe I was like, what? Me? Me? And uh, it's kind of a twisted story, but it's true. He said that um, he used to see a lot of magazine layouts on me when he was in jail. <laughs> Is that possible? I mean, I didn't know they got to see that kind of stuff in jail. I really don't know what goes on in jail. But he said that that was how he got to know who Angel Kelly was. Is all of the magazine spreads and pictures and interviews that he had seen. I was in shock. And... Um, he was like, well, why are you here? What, what made you come back here? And um, I told him what, why I was there and that I wanted to see what kind of money I could make or deal I could make getting back, making a comeback film. And I, I told him what had happened, you know, how they all just kind of like with this garbage, you know, <laughs> I made better money when I was in the business than what they were offering me. And we all know the adult films make tons of money off of all of the 
talent to have in front of the cameras, right? In any case, um, he said, well, how do you feel about that? I said, well, it's not what I wanted. I mean, I can't go and make, you know, give them what they want and not get what I need. And he said, well, there's your answer. I said, what do you mean? He said, you don't have to do it. Well, why makes you think you have to do it? You don't have to do it. You have a choice. And if you don't want it, it's not Wait, what you want. They're not giving you what you want. Simpish. Hold up, y'all. Wait, oh, oh, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Is this SBE language I'm hearing from that she said pockets and get? Fellas, is this SBE language? You don't have to do this. You, you know when you go to the strip club and the pretty girl is in front of you and you're like, why are you doing this? You're so pretty. You, you have a brain. You're so smart. You don't have to keep doing this. Why are you doing this? Does that sound like some SBE language? <laughs> this thing out here trying to save these hoes. Lord have mercy. Y'all hero out here trying to save them. Yeah, SBE thug life. What in the hell? I was... I was not, you know what? Let's continue. Let's let her tell the story. Then don't do it. And then he said something so clever to me. He said, I'll show you how to make that money. Isn't that stuck? I was just like, oh my God. I was, what do you mean? I'll show you how to make that money. And I was, I was just in awe. Oh my God. I don't know if it was the Hennessy, the weed. I don't know what it was. His pretty smile, those beautiful white teeth, those bubbling eyes. I don't know what it was. It was just like, wow, I cannot even believe I'm here with you. And just to hear that. You know, so we talked. Um, he asked all about the business. He said he always, you know, wanted to do a film where he was laying in a tub full of money, you know, asshole naked underneath a whole tub full of money. <laughs> I would love to shoot something where I came out of a tub full of money, you know, and um, I thought that was hysterical. Um, we talked about some of his likes, things that he liked. He used to like the martial art films. He loved watching those. Yeah, we watched some of those because this was over a three day period. Um, we stayed in my friend's apartment for about three days. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just overnight. It was three days and, um, oh wow. So yeah, we're still drinking. We're still smoking. He loved to play pool. Um, he loved guns. Yes, he did. And what's crazy is he didn't know that I did too. So my friend, he had guns in his apartment that were like inside of a closet. Um, like, you know, like you see in the movies, hung on the walls and inside the closet doors. And so... Pop was fascinated with that, and we were checking out the guns and stuff, and he couldn't believe that I, I like to shoot guns, and he liked guns, and it was just really, really wild, really, really wild. And, you know, of course, on the first night, uh, of course, it's morning, daylight, really, and my other friend was passed out. I mean, we just slowly slipped into some serious, passionate, passionate sex. I mean, incredible, just like unbelievable Oh boy, so <laughs> that would go on, you know, in between we talked and we'd have sex and we talked and we'd have sex and we talked and we'd have sex. And um, towards the end of that second day, getting towards that third, um, I had to catch a flight back to Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And um, I had to say goodbye. So I, I couldn't have traded anything for all the experience in the world I ever had in my life for those moments, those few days that I was there with Pac, getting to know him, uh, talking to him about all kinds of things. You know, we talked about the business and, you know, I gave him the ins and outs of how things were going and, you know, he was just kind of in awe of all the information I had told him. So, um, I heard some other girls show up 
and one or two had showed up. And so I was like, well, I'm pretty much, this is where my story ends. Good Lord. And you know, like I just thought he was really going to remember. <laughs> I wrote down my phone number, my name and my phone number, and I gave it to him and a kiss on the cheek and said, thank you for a good time, you know, and I left. And um, I wouldn't have traded that for nothing. I mean, I thought that was the end of my story with Tupac. And I went back to Memphis. And when I got back, I couldn't have been back 12 hours, maybe. It was like the next day. Um, I got a phone call. They said they were his assistant. And I was like, what? Tupac's assistant. Um, he'd like you to come back out to L.A. and sh- shoot one of his belt, you know, one of his videos, one of his, you know, I was like, what? I mean, I was, I, my, my, my mouth was just like, unbelievable twisted up is this a joke it's a bad joke uh she said no he wants you to go to the airport and there'll be a ticket there waiting for you and come back out wow, so that you so can shoot right in one out. of his videos his music. see listen if you really got got it like that she comes to you not the other way around but hey i, I understand i get it i get it i didn't know which one it was going to be you know so um I got things arranged. It took a few days, and it didn't matter. She didn't say I had to go uh, right away, but as soon as I got things ready, the plane ticket would be there. And so I got ready. I went to the airport, and I told them my name. And do you know they said they didn't have a ticket? <laughs> believe that. They said they didn't have a ticket. And I, I was just like, I mean, you talk about, like, your bottom dropping out, just like everything falling out. There was no ticket. I was just like, wow. So I go back home, you know? And um, then I called the lady who answered the phone, the one who had contacted me, the assistant, and I told her that I went there and that there wasn't a plane ticket. And she says, no, 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 you got to go back. There, there is a ticket. There's a ticket waiting for you. I'm sorry. There was, you know, some kind of mix up. Just go back to there, please. Just go back. There will be a ticket. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so stupid. That's how stupid I am. That's how crazy I am about this guy. I'm so dumb. Wow. I just, I want to go back one more time so I can get slapped in the face. You know what I'm saying? So that I can get over this whole thing and be over this whole situation. But when I got to the airport, there was a ticket. And I flew out that night, got there the next morning. And um, there was somebody picked me up at the airport um, in a van. And they took me to a Holiday Inn, I want to say it was, um, in Hollywood and checked me into the hotel. And they said, hey, you know, um, we'll give you a call and let you know what time everything is going to be and all the information. So here I am in this hotel room, and I'm like, wow. So this is how this goes. Because I'd never shot a, a video before, music video before, so I really didn't know. I didn't know if it was like making adult films or exactly how it went, you know. I'd never done one before. And but the video it was, was like, um, how do you want it, right? How do you want it? Uh, like I said, when I'm in the hotel. It was probably about three or four days before I actually got some information about crazy. what was about to happen. And um, I was told to go downstairs the next morning, seven o'clock in the morning, and someone will be there to pick you up. So when I went downstairs, oh my God, I, I, I don't believe what I see. But there's Heather. She's sitting in the lobby. And then here comes Beanie Pepper, and here comes Champagne, and there's Nina Hartley. And I was like, oh my God, we're all squealing like some some dumb bitches just like oh my god you know and I was just like in shock because we kind of talked about my friends when I had seen them which was not even a week ago right uh and they're all there to shoot this video with Tupac and I was like wow so someone showed up picked us all up took us to a set um I vaguely remember seeing um what's his name the bald-headed guy (laughs) 
<laughs> that owned the company. Uh, I saw them once or something like that, but they took us to a trailer. And uh, I'm not talking about Tupac, by the way. They took us to a trailer, and it was just us, just the few of us. It was like maybe six, maybe seven, because there might have been another girl I didn't know there uh, that would have been in the adult industry. Um, and we were in this trailer, okay? And so when we went to wardrobe, and they were getting us ready for the first shot where it was Victorian style. Um, that's when we saw tons of other girls, lots and lots of girls running around and all of this. And, you know, we're just like, wow, you know, look at these must be video girls, you know, all of this kind of mess. Right. So long story short, of course, we shoot the Victorian Yo, scene in the beginning, you know, the whipped cream, the cherries and whatnot. And, you know, pot came into the trailer when it was like lunchtime just to chill or to take a break, you know, smoke some weed drink some shots, champagne, whatever. It was like whatever we wanted, we had it right there in the trailer. But it was just us girls in the adult industry. It wasn't all the other girls. It was like they were just like a whole, uh, I don't know what to call them, but they were all together, like crammed together in another area somewhere else. Um, halfway through the video shoot, though, um, Pac, he had made this you know, big announcement because there was some kind of discrepancy. I believe that Heather might have had some kind of discrepancy with other girls in the business or in the video shoot, uh, and they were, there was talk about how we were porno girls, X-rated girls, you know, these girls, we didn't know them, and they were just kind of talking down about us, and they were talking about how they were getting paid so much more money than we were getting paid to do the video, and none of us really knew how much we were getting paid. I think we all went basically just because we were asked to do it, you know? It wasn't even about money. It was about having that opportunity to be in a Tupac video, you know? And, um, but it upset Heather. Um, and I think she said something to Tupac about it. And so right in the middle of the shoot, he just stopped the shoot right then and there and uh, let everybody know who we were and that we were adult film stars and, you know, that we needed to be treated equally, if not better than all the rest of them and not disrespectful. And oh, if anybody. Uh, is this SBE, more SBE language? Hey, y'all respect these. These washed up porn stars. Respectfully, hey y'all, y'all respect these old porn stars. That's SBE language. Oh, they wanted to be disrespectful to any of us. They could just oh, leave. You know what I'm saying? And you talk about shock. Like my mouth just hit the ground. I mean, this is in front of Super the camera crew, all the extras. I mean, in front of everybody. You know, he stood up and had something to say to everybody about how they were disrespecting us and talking down at us and the whole bit. You know, and that that just like that right there was like a million. That was like a million and a half. And, um, you know, he had said to me that day in the trailer, he was sitting across from the table. We were all sitting at a table and he's looking at me and he just said, are you happy? And I, I just... Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> yes, I'm happy. But that that meant so much. Now, I don't care what he said to anybody else because the point is this. He loved women. And you're in a room full of women, but you feel like you're the only one. That's how he made you feel. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And amongst these girls that I worked with in the adult industry, I didn't feel any kind of envy or jealousy or any of that. It didn't matter because I knew what I had was Pac, and it was special. It was great. It was real, you know? And um, he was not fake. He didn't act one way and then turn and act another way around other people or this or that. You know, so when he said that to me, are you happy? And I knew what we had talked about in the time that I had met him. I was happy. And I thanked him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Casey and Joseph, Casey and Jojo, they were there. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh -oh. Those two are disgusting. You hear me? 
And I had to stand next to them to shoot a scene in that movie or video. And, and you notice I said movie. You know why? Because while I'm standing next to uh, Casey, he he just kept mauling me. You mm. understand? Like grabbing my ass and trying to get all up inside of my shorts. And mm. I mean, just like disgusting. And I'm trying to play it cool and be professional. And, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, because as adult, you know, stars you around, sometimes guys get kind of greedy and ugly. And, you know, but I didn't want to make a scene or anything like that. So after the shoot was over, Pac had said that we were going to all get together and have a little party and whatnot, right? And I said, well, are you inviting Casey and JoJo? <laughs> and he said, why? I said, because they're, they're disgusting. They are so gross. And I, I didn't even want to, the thought of being in a, you know, uh, party setting with them there and, and how that happened. Now, I don't know about JoJo. This was Casey I have that problem with. And I told him what happened. I said, that was disgusting. He said, don't worry about it. So when we came to the hotel, oh, what was that hotel? Mm-mm-mm. It's a hotel in Beverly Hills. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm so embarrassed. Um, if I could remember. In any case, um, when we got to the hotel that night for the party, everybody was there. Uh, Nina was there. Mm-hmm. Jeannie Pepper was there. You know, Heather was there. I was there. Uh, a few other people were there, girls. Um, I can't remember any other men being there except one, and that was the boyfriend of Nina's. You know, he was there. He came with Nina. He brought Nina there. I'm pretty sure that it was like, you know, well, if, you know, if Nina's going to any party of Tupac, I'm going to be there and make sure she's okay. <laughs> I'm sure of it. His name was David. And uh, so um, he was there. That was the only other man, though, that I can recall, you know, seeing him there. Um, so in any case, there was this... Uh, time where everybody's partying with drinking, you know, smoking, you know, Jeannie's putting eggs up her pussy and shooting them out. And I mean, just crazy shit like that. Right. So, um, all of a sudden I realized Pac wasn't around. Uh, it was a suite, like penthouse, like little suite or something. And so there were different rooms and I realized he wasn't there. And I went into a room where the door was shut and there he was on the bed. You know, the bed wasn't turned down or anything. He was just casual. He was laying on his stomach and he was watching TV. I said, are you cool? Is everything all right? He says, yeah, I'm all right. But he, he really looked like he was in deep thought about some stuff, you know, and I knew a lot was going on with him. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things he had to think about. And you know what he was watching? Oh, what was he watching? What's that movie with Pony Boy? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, a movie with Pony Boy? Um, Rumblefish. With the Outsiders. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm really bad with these names. Yeah, Pony Boy. Uh, the, the book is called Rumblefish, but the movie The Outsiders, Ralph Macchio and... Uh, yeah, well, all those guys with Matt, uh, Kevin Dillon when they are super young, or Matt Dillon when they were young, young. Yeah, the Outsiders. Okay, because Pony Boy ran into the that burning house to save a kid and got burned on his back and shit and burned up pretty bad. Okay, I remember. Let's go. Um, he was watching it. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, it has Pony Boy. He says, Stay Gold. Pony Boy. God, dog it. What is that movie? Mm-mm-mm. It had a lot of stars in it, by the way. And he was watching that. It's an older movie, too. Not real old, but. At that time, it would have been at least 10, 10 or 15 years old. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue again, just like the name of the hotel again. Um, the Outsiders? He was watching. Yeah, wait a minute. What did you say? The Outsiders? Yes, The Outsiders. He was watching that movie. Seriously. Um, I laid there on the bed with him, and we just watched it for a while. And then he was just like, hey, you hungry? I said, yeah. And do you know he called and ordered, like, a tuna fish sandwich? You know what I'm saying? Just some tuna fish sandwiches, and, and that came up, and, and we ate that and watched it. Everybody's in the rest of the suite partying. Nobody even came in there looking for him. You know, they were all self-absorbed and having a good time. So after we finished, uh, he had went into um, 
the main suite area. And I don't know what I did. I think I might have went and started talking to Heather or something. And come to find out, of course, he got involved because he's talking to Nina and her boyfriend. And, of course, you know, Nina bought all her whips, you know, her whips and her little uh, um, handcuffs and all that kind of stuff, dominatrix type stuff. And I'm not kidding you. She got, I mean, he was just enthralled with all of that. And uh, I think she whipped him. He whipped her. You know, they, you know, it's, it's. Nigga. So she's whipping this nigga, right? She's whipping this nigga, right? Okay. I mean, I hear you. It's just it's playful. It's nothing harmful, or it wasn't like big old whips or something. They're like little paddle things. I can't even really explain it. Um, and they they were just doing that. Nina was giving him some type of a lesson, and it definitely made his big card. So next thing you know, you know, they're fucking. They're fucking, but it's not like he got to like take her off in a corner in the bathroom or in the bedroom. It's like they were just fucking right there in the middle of the <laughs> living room. And I'm sure her boyfriend was not going to leave and always make sure that Nina was safe. You know, that's that's his way of thinking. And so he got turned off or I mean, turned up by all of that and had a good time. Sex with Nina Hartley. What a dream. What a fantasy. I know because that Nina Hartley has a black man's dream with that heart. Nina Hartley still producing content to this very day, y'all. Old ass Nina Hartley still getting it in. You know what I'm saying? So in any case, uh, Heather and I, we were in the other bedroom where he and I were laying and she had came in there and he just had that look on his face, which I knew. You know, uh, he had never had sex with Heather before and he wanted to have sex with Heather. And so I think we had talked about how I had never had sex with Heather because Heather was just starting in the business when I left the business and I really didn't work with her or get to know her on that level. And uh, I thought she was very attractive and I thought, wow, okay, yeah, that would be, that would be boss with Pac, right? So um, he comes in there, lays on the bed and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's going to follow along with whatever because that's what she does. She follows. And, um, you know, of course, we do what we do (laughs) and got hot and bothered and, you know, sucking him and kissing her and the whole bit, you know. And um, then he got to put that dick inside of her and wear her out. And it was so good because I'm I'm a great person on the side. I can keep it going. I know how to talk dirty. I know how to keep it going and to, you know, push it on, make it happen. And so uh, he fucked her and... um, then she got off and I think passed out on the bed and then he grabbed me and it was just that passion all over again because that whole thing was just something we shared. It wasn't. Um, so Pac out here making love to, to the porn star. He made love to Angel Kelly. <laughs> he, he made love to her. He looked her in the eyes and you kissed her in the mouth. me watching him or this and that we shared fucking Heather and so it was almost like a turn off for the two of us and we had sex and passed out literally now if you ask me where was everybody I think they're in the other room I couldn't tell you because the next time I wake up me he me and Heather and Pop were all in the same bed it was the next morning everybody was gone so when we did all of that everybody was in the other rooms or whatever but everybody left and I don't even know when and I know I was passed out, you know, and um, she and I both had to get up and leave. I think she had to go to New York and I had to fly back to Memphis. So, um, and we saw him there on the bed. He was asleep. 
So she been that, that was my last minute. five. Right, right. So um, I want to backtrack a little. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. So while Tupac and Nina Hartley was having sex, Nina Hartley's husband was watching them? Okay. First off, it wasn't his wife. And it was, okay, she was in a three, uh, three-way three marriage, like a man and woman were married, and they added Nina to their scenario. Dave was more like her boyfriend. Uh, she called him her husband, but they really weren't husband and wife, if you know what I'm saying. He and his wife had Nina, if that makes any sense. So he escorted Nina everywhere she went because it was almost like... You know, belong to them. In any case, um, he was there. Yes, he was there. He came with her to the party. And I know he wasn't thinking, I'm going to send Nina to a party in Tupac Suite <laughs> by herself. You know, um, the majority of the folks are black. Yes, it was like that. And um, not to say he was racist, but, you know, that's how all white folks think. In any case, um, he was there. And he did watch. And it was some type of a scenario of like the dominatrix type. Uh, I don't know what you call those little uh, toys that they have for a dominatrix type sexual enticement. But I remember the spankings, you know, uh, on the butt, him spanking her, she spanking him. Um, and I just know uh, her boots, her leather boots, thigh highs, you know, her whole look. It was a whole little turn on for him. Uh, her whole little thought, you know, what she wanted to do for him is to treat him to something like that that was different. Um, and I know that he fucked the shit out of her. I can tell you that, you know. Yeah, man, um, going out bad. If you want me to go through how many different uh, positions they had, I couldn't tell you. I going couldn't tell you. Bad. When you're in the adult industry and sex is such a natural thing and a good thing on top of that, you're not just that in-depth with, no, you can ask Nina how many positions they had and how they did it, but I do know he did fuck the hell out of her. I know that we could hear it, you know, because me and Heather were in the next room. You know, we did go in there and saw what was happening and then let that be and went back into the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So after Tupac and Nina Hartley did what they did, Tupac had a threesome with you and Heather Hunter. Give me the details on that. And um, did y'all have a good time? Of course. Absolutely. Because Hey, yo, I'm going to leave you here, man. I've been on for three hours. We'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> We'll come back tomorrow and, and French the rest of this up. I've, I'm not like these other guys. I need to get off. I'm not going to sit here for five, six hours and talk slow on purpose to drag out the show. Will not, will not. Um, Damn, man. Pac out here SBE in these motherfuckers, saving these motherfuckers, save, making love to these motherfuckers. Oh, it's horrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. My man's out here going out bad. B-A-D, bad. Is there anything else? Oh, one more thing. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx has a new movie coming out. Jamie Foxx. Now, everybody knows that Jamie Foxx has the, the tattoo, the jarhead tattoo to cover up when he had that uh, F-O, F-O-L. Is that what it's called? F-O-L. When you have the, uh, the hair loss treatments, they take the... The, the follicles from the back of the head stitch you up and then put it towards the front so they're saying this was Jamie Foxx now uh, uh, given this cashier's reaction she believes this is Jamie Foxx now this guy looks pretty tall I don't think Jamie Foxx is not a very tall guy like 5'10", 5'11", but I, I could be wrong but this woman believes this is Jamie Foxx don't see any tattoo in the back of his head <laughs> Listen, there are doppelgangers and stunt doubles and extras and 
body re replacements and everywhere, everywhere. I don't ever recall Jamie Foxx being that tall. Notice Jamie really ain't been posting like that, like himself. Come on, I, I follow Jamie Foxx. Like for years, this man would every other day would man post himself talking, walking around, doing something. This man just posting. Now all of a sudden it's pictures. Now all of a sudden it's pictures. Like nigga, we get out of here. We know what time it is. Let's go. <laughs> That's a damn good uh, uh, replica. That's a damn good. This is the best replica of Jamie Foxx we've seen. This is a damn good replica. Woo, that's scary, boy. Hey, hey. German's been doing it since the 30s. German's been doing it since the 30s. Nobody does it better than Germans. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, that's the uh yeah, that's that's the the tattoo he had to cover up the uh the procedure he had for the hair follicle treatment. Also in the movie Jarhead, he had that tattoo as well. Okay? All right. So he has a new movie coming out. It looks good. It looks good. Jamie Foxx's new movie. This looks good. I'm not. I'm not going front. It looks good. Let's let's check it out. Let's check it out. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, how y'all doing? For all y'all that don't know who I am, my name is Willie Gary. Willie Gary. Willie Gary. William Gary. Never heard of him. What's so special about this guy, anyway? Litigation is war. It's a battle. Bam! And I'm not talking about no bullshit either. I'm talking about some John Card Van Damme ass kicking shit. Truth is, I may have gotten myself into a lot of trouble. I've been your lawyer 30 years. We can find a way out of it. You've never sued anybody before in your whole life. This fellow tried to bully me out of business, and I don't think I should be expected to stand for it. Mr. Gary hasn't lost a case in over 12 years. You suggesting I hire this guy as one of my lawyers? Y'all come on in. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Gary. Let me introduce you to my call, Red. How do you feel about working with black folk? I suppose I am a little prejudiced. Mm. Did you meet my team? I'm Chris. Sean. Chris Douglas. Gentlemen, he's suing us. He's suing us. We are a half a billion dollar corporation. So how much money y'all trying to get? Eight million. That ain't enough money. One hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this clown he's hired as a lawyer? You're a fighter, man. What made you want to do it? Because he tried to mess with the one thing that means the most to me in life. Being able to leave something behind. For my yeah, I remember this attorney. This was the guy that had the plane. He had the private, the private plane. And he won a... It's just crazy big ass uh civil suits like he was uh, he was in what did i read come on i read about him in in ebony in ebony magazine a bunch of years ago let's play some music my name is mame downs 
graduated top of her class from Harvard Law School. Uh -huh. They had a nickname for her around the office. The Python. I wouldn't get too used to me being kind to you, Mr. Gary. Once we begin that trial, I will destroy you. We don't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning this case. Just, just trust me, okay? I, I, I may have found something. What does it feel like to be some small-time nobody on the verge of bankruptcy? What if I don't win and I let all these people down? You have been trying to turn this into your own one-ring circus. I got my damn life on the line. I know that, Jerry. Did it ever bother you? Oh, the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy. You sit your ass down. I'm He's just in your honor. Hey, wait, wait. What's the can't split the pole. Can't split the pole, man. Right, Come on, man. Dolly. Cute. That looks cute. But yeah, hey, listen. This is the best version of Jamie Foxx we have seen since his hospital visit that's a very good uh likeness that's a very but he's way too tall to be Jamie. that's a very good likeness of him i'm just saying all right i'm gonna get out of here we'll, we'll do part two tomorrow oh, also tomorrow shout out to uh lord vel 420 uh lords I got the, the anime crew coming through. We're going to talk to them about anime and black people and racism, all that good stuff in one piece in one piece. So, um, you, you think, right? You think, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to everybody that, that, that came to hang out with me tonight. Y'all get out of here. I know it's late as hell. Oh, gosh. I'm so, I'm so sorry to keep y'all up this late. But uh, we'll come back tomorrow. I guess I got to do a double header tomorrow. So uh, with that being said, thank y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. Peace. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Wait. No, no, no. Jay Jermaine, this is for you, bro. This is for Jay Jermaine. This is for Jay Jermaine. This is for Jay Jermaine. Hold up. Hold up. Jay Jermaine, this is for you, bro. This is for you. This is for you, bro. This is for you. Once again, I have no shame. I have no shame. Let's get it.
走。